0: True Believers, and welcome to episode 290 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me in the Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio? Chris Cantista.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I messed up my joke, but it's an alliterative phrase. Get
2: it, Marvel fan? Sure. <laughs> I get it. Matthew should have been voiced by Danny DeVito Allen. And special guest and Marvel expert, Chris Baker. Enough
0: said. Yeah! thanks for joining us
3: it's, it's an honor to be here we
0: appreciate the sentiment it's it's obviously a very sad week i know that fucking live action dumbo trailer is terrible <laughs> I know,
2: right i knew you would have comments <laughs> on
0: that no it
1: actually looks i mean that story not only uh could use a reinterpretation it needs one i just don't like all the humans but i'll be there today that's what we're talking about right we're talking about the dumbo sure trailer. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah totally okay. uh-huh Uh, joke over well we're we're actually talking about uh, the passing of Stan Lee which happened this week and at 95 he could have given us so much more but uh, (laughs) taken too early I'm sorry yeah it it is obviously very sad Uh, he, he was one of the most eclectic and interesting authors of the 20th century. He basically created the Marvel Universe in one way or another, depending on who you ask. He was at the head of it, um, you know, managing a lot of creators, obviously, but uh, writing a lot of things himself. He created the Fantastic Four, and that was kind of the, the birth of the, the real Marvel Universe as we know it, where it starts to get into like the cosmic and all this other stuff, uh, that sort of storytelling. I'm curious to see what what, uh, what your guys' reaction was. I mean,
1: Stan Lee will be the subject of Monday's laser time, um, but the general thesis I had is he's so old, he not only outlived all of his contemporaries... Uh, we're, uh pop culture just won't find another person who has his hands in something this important and widespread most people get to create one thing maybe two stanley created so many <laughs> pretty yeah. much everywhere you go you see something he had a hand in creating but mm-hmm. it's the movie theater netflix comic book stores target t-shirts it's pretty nuts and i don't he's kind of the last of that breed someone that important to pop culture maybe tyler perry
0: yeah
4: <laughs> I just don't know of any. <laughs> I don't know if
1: anybody else who's created a, a shared universe that large, other than Tyler Perry. I'm not kidding. Um, like uh, H- I like Adventure loved, Time, ref, but
0: Gerard, Tolkien, uh... I
1: like I like Adventure Time, but what's the Pendleton Ward universe look like?
0: It looks like him drawing comics about his pugs eating their own shit.
1: <laughs> and and bravest warrior. I'm not shitting on that. I'm just saying, like mm. most people don't have this many things that last this long and connect with this many people in their professional career. And Stan Lee did, and he. And uh, he was the like the unelected ambassador of the medium of comics for about five decades, and that was pretty neat.
0: Mm-hmm. And I I had a chance to meet Stanley once, uh, and, and I really say that in quotes because it was really just I was hanging around a meeting room at a hotel during I, probably E three and I saw him being uh, ushered down the hallway coming toward me by a couple of handlers, and then I, I decided not to bother him.
1: That's exactly what happened to me. He is so old and frail, and seeing him in a Comic-Con, you, like, get scared for him. Hmm. Because he can't he can't really move that well. He couldn't really move that well on his own the last couple of years, and he was still doing it. He was still going out there, and I want to say to his credit, yo, Homeboy was already rich. Uh, I think he just kind of liked being this guy. Yeah, yeah um, he really did. Yeah.
0: And Chris, Chris Baker, you had the privilege of working with him yeah. and knowing him, uh, well, at least professionally. But
3: I wonder uh, if you could tell knowing is about is, that. A, is a little uh, uh, that's a little generous. But I did mm-hmm. I did have several professional encounters with him, uh, dating back to my days at the official PlayStation magazine when I got to interview him three months into having the job. I think I might have talked about that last time I was here.
1: You uh, didn't. You talked about the panel, but I still want to hear you talk about it again, because I don't remember the details.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, uh, we were doing a cover story for the game X-Men Mutant Academy, and that was my very tangential excuse to say, hey, can we get a Stan Lee interview? So uh, we arranged that. It might have been Activision who arranged it. I don't remember exactly where it came from. But, I'm sort of amazed uh, that happened. Uh, yeah, like th- three months in. At that point, Activision had a relationship with Stan uh we might be talking about this game a little bit later. I might mm-hmm. think, and yeah, so I got to interview him. I had a nice fifteen-minute chat, which I just listened to uh, on a very hard to listen to micro cassette that I still have. I listened to it yesterday, and it kind of brought a tear to my eye a couple times. I asked him about if he had a if he was going to have a cameo in X Men, and and he wasn't sure. And you know huh. that was basically his first <laughs> Marvel movie cameo, right? Yeah. I, I think he was like in the Incredible Hulk. Uh, yeah, TV the Trial movie of the Incredible from... Hulk. Yeah, right. But uh, so it, it, it amused me to be asking him if he's gonna are you gonna have a cameo? You know, Oh, maybe if if they ask me to, I'll probably be a guy crossing the street. Hmm. He was do a guy you think getting a hot dogs. People would dog. want to see me in a
2: cameo
1: role? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that that's actually the, thing, that the
3: Stanley cameo
2: didn't become a thing until you know after a few times. Like I do. There was a story I saw today where Sam Raimi wasn't going to put him in Spider-Man originally because he's like, "No, that guy can't act." And then his cameo—I think it was when uh, they're like attacking the city hall thing. He's—he's uh, he's there and he's like
3: protecting some kid, and it's—it's—he yeah, shoved some kid to the yeah, way. Exactly. It, yeah, exactly. It's actually yeah. like, really good. I mean, yeah, it, you know, I loved him in All Rats too, of course. Yeah. Well, that—that that was yeah,
2: my my personal anecdote. Like Stan was always—he was a guy that just knew. Like he was always there. Right. There's these like pop culture figures. You're like, I don't know when I first. Was aware of him as a person because I, you know, he was always in comics reading it. But the first time I think I remember seeing him was his Mallrats cameo, and it was like, mm. wow, this guy is already super duper famous back then. It's and it's, he only got bigger after that. That's what's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's weird to revisit that too because, like, you know, you have that fixed image in your mind of Stan Lee with the mustache and the the gray temples, and then you see him in that, and it's just he's got a beard, which is yeah, I could uh, have. Yeah. I, I, I just him mentioned with George that. Romero. Yes, it's
1: very. It's the most unrecognizable he's ever been. Strangely, and like
3: nothing he talks about actually happened, right? Like,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah like a, a,
3: a running list of all the women he had or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it was and yeah. that thing with like Spider-Man and Mary Jane going lingerie shopping. When yeah, that the green wasn't anything. Pumpkin bombs.
3: Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. Uh, Uh, A soliloquy, the something be a vulture tonight, death be a vulture tonight, or something Mm -hmm. like that. (laughs) I did want to share one
2: Uh, Stanley quote that pretty much justifies all of our jobs, if you guys would like to hear it. Uh, uh, Sure, sure. So I shared it on Twitter. So uh, the quote is I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges or going on to medical careers. And then I began to realize. Entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. I feel that if you're able to entertain, you're doing a good thing. It's true. I don't want to use yes. the word hero to describe my job, <laughs>
0: but uh,
2: the people demand it. Not, I would say not all <laughs> heroes wear capes, but for some reason you're just wearing a cape right now. It's I really am, weird, Michael. I am.
0: All, all heroes wear capes. I wear a cape. That's how you can recognize <laughs> me as a hero. I know
1: I appreciate all the brave souls who helped me forget about my miserable life. If only for a fleeting moment, and uh, that's why I've always wanted to offer offer that up myself. I, it's weird that it became podcasts, and it's the it's probably the worst medium around right now mm. outside of outside of like the daily motion version of YouTubers. No, but, man, podcasts
0: are hot. Middle uh <laughs> <middle-aged, laughs> NPR listeners are discovering them.
1: <laughs> I know there was an SNL sketch uh, about it this week. That was, was very. Strange. That's how you
0: know you've hit
2: the big time.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. When 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 they're doing Mark Marin impersonations on fucking SNL. Well,
2: it's because middle-aged oh, white irony. guys with beards can no longer afford Corvettes, but anyone can podcast. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I welcome all the competition from the corporate people that'll drown us out. Patreon.com. I'm,
0: I'm just appreciating the irony of Mark Maron could not get cast on Saturday Night Live, and yet they're doing parodies of him however many years later.
1: Yeah, that's a club with like a dozen people in it. but mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's got to be pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but, but yeah, yeah. Stan Stanley Stan will yeah. never see... You won't live to see another like him, no. uh, and he outlived all of his contemporaries too. So, like, yeah, that's uh, crazy. I
2: yeah, I mean, we're all just very we're all just fans of Stanley. Other than C. who, you know, had a little bit more personal interaction with him, and that's why we're doing this show. Uh, but I did want to play a video um, of what Stan thought of his fans and how much. And we obviously all love Stanley, um, but he loved his fans just as much, and you can hear that here.
5: Again, the fans love your sense of humor. And uh, and and you know it's well, it's a, it's an equal
6: love love fest, because I love my fans. I cannot tell you how much I love my fans. They sometimes at night I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking, ah, uh, what's it all about? You know. And then I get a letter from a fan or I read something or I see something or I remember something and I realize it's so lucky to have fans. Fans who really care about you. And that's the reason I care so much about the fans because they just, they make me feel so great. and. There's something, if you think about it, that is wonderful about somebody caring about you, as I care about them, whom you've never met, who may live in another part of the world, but they care, and you have something in common, and occasionally you contact each other, and this business of fans, I think, is terrific. And I love them all.
1: That's beautiful. That's lovely. I, and that's what I—that's what I love about Stanley as well. Uh, but he had long since sort of retired from appearances, but like the dude, never <laughs> always seemed to have his bearings, even at ninety-five. Yeah, I know my grandparents didn't.
0: Most, if not all, of his marbles are seemed to.
1: Yeah, he was clearly slowing down in that clip, but like mm. it, I don't know, the dude still—the mind was still there, and it never got sad. And as we discuss in Laser Time next Monday. Uh, he has not been milkshake ducked yet.
0: No, quite the opposite. Actually, he <laughs> yeah. he was very great. Kind of, uh, I wouldn't say at the forefront of civil rights, but he he did a lot of important things yeah. for representation in comics right. that are, you know, rightly being hailed after his death and. uh yeah, it's uh, I, lo- I, I love
1: that that moment that when like everyone was complaining about forced diversity in Marvel Comics and Stan Lee doesn't even work for them anymore. Listen you fucks. <laughs> this was always about diversity. Oh, uh, and I was like, "Oh, you got yelled at by grandpa, you little <laughs> Nazis." <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah, you know, I can I think I can actually from my personal experiences uh, say that like everything he said there like is totally how I felt whenever I interacted with him. You know, when I did interview him. I started out by saying, you know, you're my first celebrity interview and there's really no one else I'd rather it be. And he's like, you know, if, if, if I'm your first, then you got a long way up a ladder to climb still. But uh, thank you. And then, then at the end, he's like, you know what? You're a really good interviewer. And I'm sure he says that to like everybody, but it like Aww. made me feel super awesome. But, you know, the, the thing that, that is one of the absolute highlights of my life. Um, and forgive me if I did say this last time I was here. I feel like I did. Maybe I did. No,
1: tell me. I, I don't remember the story. I yeah,
3: I had a kind of continued relationship with him a little bit after that because uh, I actually asked him if he'd want to write a column for us and uh, at Official PlayStation Magazine. And he was like, you know, I really don't know anything about PlayStation games, but sure, why not? So wow. he did. That's and, crazy, you know. And, and I was uh, I was in contact with his people, and I and and I asked him once, like, you know, does would Stan like appreciate like a tape of of Marvel video game footage? And they were like, Yeah, yeah, go ahead and send it. So I spent like an evening putting together all of the uh, oh Marvel PlayStation games at the time, which was through Spider Man. That was the most recent wow. one. And, so those
1: those probe Fantastic Four and yeah, Hulk <laughs>
3: PlayStation <laughs> was a dark time for Marvel games for the most part. <laughs> Man, Man of War meets Iron Man. Oh, oh God. God, yeah, yeah. There there was some even the Marvel versus Capcom stuff was like the worst Marvel versus Capcom stuff on that yeah. particular platform. Mm. Uh, but like, uh, but yeah. So I I made him that tape and I looked. I found just going through old stuff. I found the letter I sent him which is 2,000 words long. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and it's it's like a blow-by-blow blow of, of what exactly is happening, and I read over it, and it's, it's like you're explaining video games to your grandpa. It's like, this is what we call a boss fight. And But you were. Venom is the boss. Uh, you know, I, I, what I'd like to do is I might do just something on my personal YouTube channel, to like reading that, yes. and, and it actually is a really good kind of retrospective of... of playstation games for marvel yeah. but speaking to stan lee so but the thing that was really cool was a couple weeks later uh in addition to sending me a handwritten thank you letter for sending him the magazine before by the way which i have framed right now uh he called me up he called me <laughs> yeah. and he, and he said chris i just wanted to let you know i just got this tape from you and and it, you must have put a lot of time to it I'm a really big fan of yours now. And wow. and it's like Stanley's what? a fan of you <laughs> That's what oh. he said. Oh. Uh, like, I don't even remember how I responded. Like what do you say to that? Uh so exactly. yeah that w- you're right where he wanted you. One of the absolute highlights of my life, for sure. Uh, just that moment. I wish I had that recorded. Uh, you know, oh, it was man. just a, it was a phone call. It was just like a normal phone call. You, we would get phone calls in the early two
4: thousands. Dang, at work, People yeah. Talked yeah like like it, it was still,
3: it was it was merging yeah. to all email, but yeah, and aim was still kind new. you. Uh, but yeah, yeah but
1: you, you know, Stan preferred phone calls.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, that was that was amazing. You know, I actually got a chance when I finally met him in person. That was over the phone. All that was over the phone. I met him in person when I worked at Marvel. And at 2007, the Spike TV Game Awards, he introduced the Iron Man game uh, that Sega was doing. And yeah. I got to be in the car that picked him up to take him there. Oh, damn. And, wow. yeah, I got at that moment, uh, he autographed my interview I did with him in 2000. And I asked him if he remembered me sending that tape. And and uh, he he said, oh yeah, yeah, I think I do. I don't think he really did, but nah, just, nice. just the 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 fact that you know he, I, I think it just speaks to how much he loves his fans and everything. And um, you know, I even got to be on panels where he would show up. If the thing that just blows my mind is uh, Marvel posted a uh, like a, a tribute to Stan that's yeah. really beautiful. It's really nice. Uh, I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> What? Wait! I just watched this for like a second. Wow! But uh, he's looking right at me. Uh, I think it's like at the thirty-eight second mark.
1: Not that I'm. I think it's at this very (laughs) specific number mark. Yeah, yeah. You
3: know, (laughs) it's it's the Lego Marvel Superheroes panel uh, from two thousand thirteen at San Diego Comic Con, and he and he let out a big Excelsior, and he got off the stage, and he's looking right at me. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it's like the, the fact that that I'm in that just blows my mind. You know, I feel so humbled by that. It's, it's, it's incredible.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. I feel feel like there was something I, I only really started to appreciate this week about his writing. And I always kind of knew this, but I never really gave it that much thought that, uh, there's that video that's circulating around with, uh, Tom Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld like designing <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Overkill, which became Overt Kill the Spawn character, in twenty minutes while he's just sitting there sniping at them. But the things he's saying are like who is he when he takes off the costume? They're like, Well who else could he be? Like, but what's what's his backstory? Who What's his life like when he's not being a superhero? And it's like he was... And Todd McFarlane's like, it just didn't matter. Yeah, Well, like, yeah, Todd and, you know, McFarlane and Liefeld are, like, designing this thing like a 12-year-old would. Where they're just like, it's a cool costume. We'll think of the character later. Uh, whereas Stan Lee would always... Yeah, he'd, he'd take that character-first attitude. and And you can see that clip as either he's t- taking pot shots at them or he's kind of trying to mentor them and get them to he's, think about this stuff he's doing both
1: he is politely
0: giving them editor notes
1: mm-hmm. on television which is ho- okay Rob now do his feet like, <laughs> Can you do that's his a feet, sick Rob? burn on Rob Liefeld
0: ah uh, yeah legendarily bad at feet <laughs> yeah. yeah but no one knew that yet Stan did <laughs> yeah. and hands, hands too yeah covers them up with a uh, rocket launcher yeah <laughs>
1: And, that, and that's one of the things I, I asked people to look for in the Laser Time episode. Stan Lee has been doing interviews for 70 years. Mm. Um, I think, like, w- before, like, when Comic Cons were barely starting, like, Adam West had to be there. Stan Lee fought to be there. He's been, he's been talking to people for a long time. So he has a spiel. And every once in a while, you can see him get grumpy. And the things he says in between the spiel, those are the most interesting. And that's why that video is so great. Because that's
0: all like kind of off-the-cuff, cynical, stand. Yeah. That's the real guy. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I recommend that. But, you know, Stan Lee, uh, if we get into the top five here, he was known, among other things, especially in his later years, for cameos. He was the inarguable king of cameos. Uh which might be a line that comes from a game we'll talk about. And and later. not to spoil
1: laser time, but I want to give this bit of trivia. Sure. Out. At this recording, Stanley's last two cameos are the best of his career and the worst
0: of his career. Oh man. Yes. That's uh that's yes. pretty uh, strong.
1: The answer on next week's Laser Time.
0: <laughs> okay. Um mm-hmm. well but we're gonna talk about his video game cameos, which were a relatively small and recent field compared to
5: like his movie cameos but we'll get into those right after this would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/lasertime it supports not only this show but all the rest of the laser time network you'll get commentaries play games with the hosts see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time speaking of which here's a quick taste <laughs>
1: Because I'd never heard from anybody who's done this before. You're talking about my chromosomes? Your chromosomes. Let me tell you. Tell me about your
7: DNA. About you. Uh, well, I decided to do the, the twenty three and Me, the old uh, DNA test, because any reason why? Well, I just wanted a corporation to have my DNA. You know, I, like deep down, I was like, you know what to do with this? Because like, that is, I a... want to join the X Men. I want to somehow, like, you know, I just think it's going to facilitate. Yes, something. I,
1: I want a last Starfighter situation. Exactly, like, there he is. One of we the greatest him. movies of all time. But, but and, like. But were you curious About your background Oh that's right well,
7: You don't have a brother or sister Correct I'm an only child And mm-hmm. I was told at a, Like in my adulthood That that I was the product Of artificial insemination Ooh Giggity And <laughs> so, <laughs> so So, so yes yeah, Turkey based herb yeah, um, Basically and, Yeah But you know So You have no dad well, I did have a dad, oh, but I but he wasn't my biological father. You know, so did you know that at the time? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that till long. I mean, I was I was well into my twenties before I was that was disclosed to me. Mm. Um, so that you know that was interesting to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when all this all these DNA testing you know sites came on Ancestry and Twenty Three andme Me, you know it, it was sort of like, uh, like
1: hey, the, the Facebook not? of sperm. Exactly. <laughs> Put your exactly. DNA
7: here, and we will, uh,
5: we will sell your sperm to Cambridge Analytica, and eventually right. steal your vote. Get Bonus Time, a weekly, uncensored, and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash And
0: we're back to talk about what? Someone else who isn't me? Stanley cameos and games. Yeah, he made uh, quite a few of them. And uh, we're actually going to start with his most recent one.
4: Number five. Since
2: when did Mix become Italian? I
0: have no idea, but I'm still glad to mix these fries. Totally.
5: Best in the city.
0: That is not weird racism at the beginning. Mix (laughs) is the name of the restaurant.
2: (laughs) I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that. This is this this year's Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man 2018. Marvel's
0: Spider Man, or PS4 Spider Man, as everyone else calls it.
2: Or perhaps Future Game of the
0: Year? Perhaps, mm-hmm. we'll see if anybody yeah. votes on uh, it. at this point for me, spoiler, yes, mm. absolutely. The cameo comes in this scene with uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane meeting up at a diner to, to basically talk strategy and, you know, have this kind of cute little are-they-going-to-get-back-together moment, and then at, at the very end of it, at the very end of that scene, this happens.
5: Do you remember why we broke up?
0: This
2: is a trick question, isn't it?
5: Saved by the siren. Talk to you later. Go.
6: Love seeing you two together again. You always were my favorites.
0: This is the shortest Stanley cameo on this list where he's the, the cook at that restaurant. But it's also like this is the best looking Stanley you will ever see in your <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. Outside That's of film. Was,
1: <laughs> but but even outside of film that this is done like with mocapping an engine mm-hmm. Twenty years from now, this will be up-res. This will be the best looking Stanley there is. It'll be used for all the holograms we end up like standing in line to see at Comic Cons. So, ladies and gentlemen, the t- hologram is Stanley. Hello,
0: hello. I love the Lost reboot too. <laughs> oh, God, uh, but yeah, it, it is just fantastically detailed, and it takes up like the entire screen. Just it's Stanley's face taking yeah. up your entire screen for like the, the duration of that quote.
1: And I don't I don't know why it was it was incredibly shocking. I think because I played a ton of Marvel games, and you you're not guaranteed a Stanley cameo. No,
0: I mean there might be something in them. I mean we're we're obviously I mean, Chris, going Chris to talk about. Chris would know. Him.
1: Chris would
3: know better. That's not that's not a standard in games mm-hmm. is it to have a Stanley cameo. Um, it's more and more common in in recent years. As uh, I think I think the rest of the list will probably uh, illustrate. But in yeah, it's not, it's not a given. It's not a given for sure. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I really love this cameo and I think just the fact that it is so short and sweet and it says something, uh, that makes sense within the context of the story and at a meta level, I think that's what makes it really great. I was going to ask um,
2: about that. Do you think that's him just like declaring like MJ uh, and Peter Parker is his match? Not, not any of Spidey's other love interests?
3: Uh, you know, I, I think it was probably written for him and he read the line, uh, but you know, that's could be what he thinks uh
1: i i think that's where the audience expectation was at that point and he just otp one instead parent. of leaving any subtext you get an awesome stanley cameo where he just says it out loud
3: yeah yeah i can't and think of I, another if, couple well the the richards is i guess the the fantastic four might yeah. actually be his favorite couple but uh, <laughs> the,
1: the luke cage yeah. and jessica jones relationship no one got to see if they only watch tv
0: all
3: right yeah. I'm, well, he didn't have anything to do with that actual yeah. relationship, I don't think. They, they uh, have but, kids
0: together in a comic, don't they? Yeah.
3: Yep. Yep. Hey kid.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Fair yeah. enough.
1: And okay, if I make it very very nerdy here, very nerdy. Extremely nerdy. We haven't yet. Uh, I'll tell you why I'll tell you why this is my my favorite cameo of like recent memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost Christmas time again. Okay. Does anybody know where I'm going with this? Uh, um It's almost Christmas time again. I'm revisiting a couple specials for reasons. Um, And one of my most slash least favorite Christmas specials of all time is um, the uh, the Muppet Family Christmas, where the Fraggles and Sesame Street and the Muppets all party together. And at the very end, Jim Henson pops out of the kitchen mm, and says, They're having fun. I like it when they have fun. And he he like breaks the fourth wall. He literally gets to be puppet master,
0: and it's like the same fucking thing.
1: <laughs> it's the same thing to me. It's 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 him as the cook breaking the fourth wall to uh, comment on his ingredients. And yeah. I feel like Stan Lee is in the category. Is one of those few people who's in the category of whatever Jim Henson is. Uh, Stan Lee is that. He yeah. is the Jim Henson of comic books. Hmm. So I don't I don't know. I want to say someone at fucking. Uh, uh, insomniac did i say that right uh insomniac yeah that, yeah. that they they were doing this that, that's they did that on purpose as a reference to muppet family christmas but i know i'd just be getting my hopes up to ask that question directly and be made fun of for my uh, if effort. not
2: it's a very apt comparison i'll give you that yeah.
1: i'll i'll shut up that's a very nice way to tell no, me to no, shut I up appreciate no, 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 comparison i appreciate the completely as agree well with you i think a that James is a, a
2: great direct comparison you can draw that line they're both it's the creators commenting on their creations which doesn't happen that much in pop culture uh, you know with as much as like people are constantly being interviewed and stuff like but in the medium itself to comment to have that meta commentary it i think that's why that's such an effective cameo for me in while in the
1: kitchen where you cook the ingredients mm,
4: Ooh,
2: deep cut um
0: yes
1: henson and stan lee got those moments it makes me very great. happy but I, I'm I'm crying. I'm now. guessing
0: also since the, cool. the game doesn't follow the comic continuity necessarily that the answer not to all. why we broke up is not because we sold our love to Mephisto, the literal devil. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, it, not not yet. It could could still well, happen. Could still happen. You know, you <laughs> only had sequels? one DLC package. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, oh, sorry, oh no, mean to spoils things. There. <laughs> it's all right,
1: this is the end of the game, did we say that? It's not the end of the game, uh, it oh, it sounds like of the in game? the first third, yeah, right, it's fairly early, yeah it's
0: it's pretty early, yeah. like they they've moved to the point where they're talking again, uh, sorry, I think <laughs> I
1: accidentally spoiled the end of the game. I might cut that I, I accidentally spoiled the
3: game, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, sorry.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man PS4, obviously great game. Great Stanley cameo. But is it as great as...
6: Number four. Senator Leva from New York State. Good to meet you. You've done us a great service. You heroes are okay in my book. Maybe we should put this registration business on hold.
0: Who knows what, what? this is?
3: This is Mua 2. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna know all of these. Do you, yeah. you want me to That's, say. No, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance too. Mm-hmm. Okay. As Senator Lieber, yeah.
0: which is, by the way, his birth name, Stanley Martin Lieber, and uh, yeah, he like this is obviously not as touching a cameo as the last one, but it's interesting because depending on which hero you play as, uh, there might be very very different exchanges with him. He recorded a bunch of lines to react to different heroes. For example, talking to Daredevil.
6: Sometimes the law needs a helping hand from someone outside its bounds. You superheroes have made true believers out of all of us.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> he gets in a lot of his catchphrases. On any other day, I would roll my eyes at that, but I'm I, I'm almost in tears that he worked in true. Well, believers. how about this one?
6: I'm not saying I'm going to get on a soapbox about this thing, but I'll pull a few <laughs> strings
3: if I can. <laughs> nice.
0: yeah there's there's several of those uh, and it it all depends on uh, who who you talk to him with. Um, and uh, but whatever happens, he always ends it the same way. Well,
6: best of luck trying to catch that maniac like our state motto says
0: excelsior. That's true. Excelsior. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard it pronounced quite like that. <laughs> Incredible edible Excelsior. Oh. Yeah, I,
3: <laughs> yeah, I worked makes- on this game. That was fairly early in my uh, time really? at Marvel, and yeah, yeah. I think he. I think this was his first time playing a character. I mean, he was technically yeah. huh. I think himself. Th- I guess this was
0: his first on-screen <laughs> appearance. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I was actually a little bit nervous because you know. Marvel and Stan had kind of a weird relationship, uh, in, yeah. the, like in the 2000s, and and I really wanted this. Activision really wanted it, and I, you know, I had to run it through uh, all the powers that be. And everyone was like, "Yeah, cool, get him in there." And uh, it was, you know, that's it, uh, I was really happy to see that happen. I didn't have anything to do with uh, his actual role, other than approving the lines that uh, we just kind of made fun of, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I could totally see myself adding to that, too. I don't remember if I did, but, uh, yeah, that was... uh, It it was cool to have him involved, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, this was... At at the time, like, this was, I think, the biggest Marvel project to date. Like, you had all these characters in it. You had friggin' Moon Knight.
2: Am I wrong about that? It was, like,
3: every Marvel character you could think of. It was was a lot of Marvel characters. 24 before the DLC, which is another... Six or eight, I can't remember. Yeah,
0: and this this went off the market and was super valuable for a while. But I think you can you can get it now, right? Like the license. No, no, not anymore.
3: Nope. You could for a while, God for damn. like oh my God. two years or so. Oh my! I'm glad God. I bought it. It's really not available again. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, uh, I didn't.
3: <laughs> oh well,
1: I guess another decade then.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, One of the other games on this list taught me the hard way. Like, if you're interested in a Marvel game, uh, grab it while it's available because it might not be for much longer.
1: I mean, I think Marvel games at this point
0: have a shelf life of five years
1: or less, mm-hmm. so...
0: Get them. Always, always pick them up. And this next one, I don't know if you can get it at all in any form except, um, you know, maybe it. Retro game stores.
4: Number three.
6: Welcome, true believers and newcomers alike. Spider Man co creator Stan Lee here. Once again, we find our hero, Peter Parker, better known around the world as the amazing Spider-Man in a heap of trouble. But this is just the beginning, Spidey fans. So get ready for a true superhero action thriller, packed to the brim with thrills and chills, twists and turns, more supervillains than you can shake a web at, and of course, non-stop web-slinging, wall-crawling
0: action. So was, was this his first uh, real video game cameo? Porno? Was this his first porno? <laughs> that music was... I, I like the, the glass harmonica music in the background. <laughs>
3: it strikes just the right I... tone for Spider-Man.
4: <laughs>
3: this would have been his first game. He, he did, like, CD-ROM comics oh, wow. for a little bit. But, uh, oh. yeah, this was his first game. Dang. This um, is what, the, the... Yeah. PlayStation the,
0: game? The... Yeah, this is the PS1 yeah, your, circa 2000 that. Spider-Man game.
3: Yep, two thousand. NeverSoft for Activision.
0: Yeah, this this was really. Um, b- but did NeverSoft do this first or Tony Hawk first?
3: They did well, Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk came first. Out yeah, first. Okay,
0: then yeah. I guess yeah. But but this this kind of cemented NeverSoft's reputation. It's like they are experts at making really fucking fun games.
1: Yeah, I, yes. I remember. So let's put them on a, the 14th Guitar Hero, and then I remember
2: them. going yeah. to their office and looking up and seeing they had a, a full size Spidey there in the lobby, just hanging from from the ceiling. And I was like, Why is other than his cameos in Tony Hawk? I'm like, Oh, that's right, they did that game.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I, I wish I wish I was younger because like watching younger people get nostalgic over this game to me, it's just another stepping stone towards getting a better Spider-Man game. But like, if you were younger. And this game came out, and all of a sudden, Spider-Man's talking, and like all the villains are in one game, and it's
3: not terrible. This was pretty mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. This was the first uh, non- Capcom fighting uh, Marvel game that was actually like legitimately good. Actually, Mutant Academy was was pretty good. But uh, I you know the con, you know, like I said, PlayStation One was a terrible era for yeah for, uh, for <laughs> like for those games in general. Like yeah, Fantastic Four and Incredible Hulk, Pantheon Saga. Awful games. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> PS1 games, like, even at the time, we knew
0: that they were just sort of ugly in general when they went 3D. Like, you know, it's cool to play that at the time, but like, man, I can't wait until these games stop looking hideous. But Spider-Man looked great for a PS1 yeah. game, yeah. and it, it, it controlled and moved so fluidly. It was it was just a, a fantastic experience. And it was again, yeah, made more fantastic by the number of characters that were just shoehorned in like crazy.
3: Yeah, and it had like an amazing sense of humor to it. Uh, the ending of that game is hilarious, where it's like uh, it's got uh, the Punisher and Daredevil and Captain America mm-hmm. all sitting around playing Go Fish. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> While well, like know, the it, human is dancing. It, yeah, with black Cat. Yeah, yeah.
0: and <laughs> the villains are all like sulking in the same cell together, which seems like a great idea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this, this is back when the Punisher was allowed to mingle with the rest of Marvel's yeah, characters. Yeah,
0: well, actually, one one thing every I've been time. curious about, uh, if I can just go off topic slightly here, Chris, uh, is that sure I, I feel like every time I see, I, I only see Frank Castle in like the skin tight Punisher outfit when he's cameoing in another superhero's book. When in his own books, he's always. Just kind of, like, wearing something grittier, like, I'm just wearing a big overcoat with, like, a Kevlar vest that has the skull spray painted onto it.
3: Uh, yeah, you know. Hmm. Interesting
1: notion. That's pretty, that's pretty, that that tracks. That's
3: that's fairly accurate. I don't know how much he, like, wears the kind of classic super tight-fitting outfit anymore. Because he doesn't Almost never. Yeah.
4: But... It's a t-shirt oh, yeah. or Everything cat
3: form. in here is like classic, classic mm-hmm. looks. Like, you know, your, your yeah, your classic Mysterio, your classic dialogue. Ah, yeah. Mysterio.
0: You gotta love yeah, Mysterio. It, it, uh, but yeah. speaking of skin tight black suits. Here it comes. The yin and
6: yang of superheroes and supervillains. Spider-Man and Venom. And now Venom has kidnapped the web slinger's wife, Mary Jane.
0: Don't let him get away, Spidey. Love that he's taking it so seriously.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. this is. Uh, think of how fun that must be. At this point, he created these characters uh, 40 years ago, pretty much. Mm. Well, was, uh, was Venom uh, his? Yeah, I
1: gotta say, Chris, I'm dying to see whatever video. If you still have the video you made for Stanley, I hope you made a copy. And you should read your letter to him over it on your YouTube channel. It,
3: that's what I would like. Th- that's what I certainly plan to do. Um, it, it, it wasn't a video. It was a. It was all audio. So, um, I, yeah, I'd like to get my interview cleaned up so it's listenable. It's like really hard to listen to. It really oh, is. Really? Um, but do you have the video of all the video games you sent him? Oh, I don't because it was VHS. And oh, you know, you don't no. exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's probably a bad time to ask for that back. I know you're going oh, through God. his
3: stuff. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it even exists anymore. But, you know, I can just borrow some uh, World of long plays videos, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Don't reveal the YouTube secrets. Right. YouTube
0: can be a sensation overnight. Right. No, we record all of these ourselves. Uh, especially, I used like, to wh- one thing that I love about this is not only did he do the narration for the game, But there's also, like, a a character gallery where you can go in and he'll just say a little something about each of the characters, to wit.
6: The lizard, product of a twisted experiment gone wrong.
0: He just sounds so morose when he says that. Not like when he describes Peter Parker.
6: Our mild-mannered, highly intelligent, sometimes neurotic hero of the game.
1: That's it. (laughs) i I I just love it though because he's not a professional actor and he's someone born born during the depression. So his his accent delivery is totally unique, mm-hmm. even in like 1997 or whenever well,
0: this it's, came it's out. It's like that. It, it's sort of a, a unique like Brooklyn Jew accent. But he yeah. he is uh, yeah just. He he always plays himself, but himself is so distinctive. It's like it's like Vincent yeah. Price or something. And it's like you instantly recognize. I know we're, we're him. not. It's a good uh,
3: comparison.
1: We're not allowed to make these jokes now that he's dead. Where we used to call him on Cape Crisis as a young mummy. <laughs> oh, man. he he! Wow, he, that was not me. That was not me. That was somebody uh-huh. else. Uh, it was Brett. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I used to call him. Yeah, your uh, he's like your grandpa's boyfriend. <laughs> like if.
0: Stan Lee or Vincent it's so, Price. It's so exciting to meet you. I'm in love with your <laughs>
4: grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh.
1: all positive vibes from Stan is all I'm saying. On this... Oh, and I did I do want to somebody was posting memes about this and I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, the game looks rough nowadays, but they were pointing out that some of the villains uh uh, hands and guns were just the same texture.
2: <laughs> oh man! And- <laughs> oh
4: really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Weird. It just
1: it look it does look hilarious if you zoom in on these flaws. But like I don't know, the game's kind of ahead of its time. I don't remember. We, we were just talking on thirty twenty ten when when the third Tomb Raider came out. Like people were really harsh on that game because like the third person uh, genre had moved so three D genre had moved so fucking fast mm-hmm. after the first Tomb Raider uh, that I think this was a this. This game is much more playable than the original oh, Tomb Raider. absolutely.
0: And it's it's one of those yeah, the, weird the things. The camera's pretty awful. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was kind of before standardized camera controls. I do remember, like, even though this was not an open-world game, it kind of felt like one. And I, I remembered it as being one. But it's not. It just gives you a lot of freedom to swing around from those webs.
3: Yeah, the sensation yeah, like, it, of doing it, that yeah the sensation of doing that was completely new at the time yeah, and yeah, yeah it wasn't exactly what we would get later with spider-man 2 but you know it was it, it, there was a like a just a, a kind of feeling you had as you played mm. that you know like, uh, like you felt like you were moving and uh, that was really cool Dude. correct
2: me if I'm wrong this was a fairly short game right yeah uh, and the well, reason I remember hours. that so this <laughs> this is my on-air confession. I took advantage of GameStop's old return policy with this game. This is one of those games where I bought it, brought it home, Fuck. played through the entire thing probably within one day, and returned it the next day, because it was like, I didn't feel like I got my money's worth out of it, because I'd, I'd beaten the entire game so quickly, although I loved it. I mean, obviously, I I consumed the entire game just very really quickly, but I I returned it. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I, you know. And back then, it, it was kind of no questions asked. It was like, okay, yeah, you get store credit. I,
1: dude we i meant to mention that this week's laser time was uh, we did a whatever happened to where we, we looked into old retail chains but electronics boot- like my generation is responsible for ruining uh, game store return policies cuz we treated it like fucking blockbuster uh, i finished this and i i want my full all my money back
2: <laughs> i mean they would take advantage though cuz they would sell it used and and make almost as you know, okay. the, the way their margins work, they would make almost as much money back on it. Yeah. And they would give you store credits. So you're buying new games anyway. And so, yeah, but I didn't feel so guilty about it. But yeah, you know, there's my confession right there. Is this game I, I played through. I it,
1: did it too much. But yeah, and I ruined it for you, listeners. I ruined it for I'm you. I'm trying
0: yeah. to remember. Was there something where like there there was like toxic fog so you couldn't go too low? Yeah,
3: they, they made it a gameplay conceit yeah. to have uh, fog because the PlayStation couldn't handle anything. They, they
0: pulled a Superman 64! <laughs> that's what that is! They, they
1: pulled a Bionic Commando.
0: <laughs> oh, that too. And they uh, and, they and, and they brought that back for a couple things in the, the PS4 game too, where there's like a rising and lowering fog that you have to oh, stay above. Oh, that's so
2: cool. You get to play with your powers then, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's true. But uh,
1: Yeah, but you should have been using that. That's the best way to travel. What's that zip fucking There's dash two thing?
2: things that's, that's that like we were a, talking about. There's the, the one where you... Attach to something and slingshot yourself off And then there's the other one where you can just kind of continue Your swing by zipping forward just on your own mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: the the point launch where you can like jump off Things if you're not using that properly You don't know how to travel in Spider-Man yeah. That's the one it's that does true.
2: require a little good timing though Because you you just have to hit the button like right before You hit that thing But it, yep.
1: I hold it down like in Tony Hawk uh, And then let it yeah, go Yeah but it feels mm-hmm. really good that's the
2: one it. where I put the graphical effect Where it kind of stretches the screen uh, yeah, 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 So good nice
0: uh but is it as nice as
6: number two kneel before me i said
4: what
6: not to a mischievous menace like you look to your elder people let him be an example
0: dude what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) is this (laughs) lego marvel's avengers oh And oh, okay. Are
1: you they they inserted him into that little Nazi they, role? Yes, which which is Sorry, a nice little...
0: way of skirting around that whole issue in a Lego game. Um because maybe you don't need to, to get that serious. But
1: I didn't mean to call the, the clearly Jewish survivor a Nazi. That's quite the opposite of mm-hmm. the character. Uh, my
0: Yeah. Bad. But uh the, you know, he was in multiple Marvel Lego games. Um this one he probably had the biggest role. Because he he frequently pops up in the cutscenes, which are mostly just like movie dialogue with goofy Lego visuals, and then Stanley pops up and and says something. For example,
6: get a job in Korea, they said. Safer than New York, they
0: said. After he gets thrown off of a train, uh, in in uh, I think Age of Ultron,
2: <laughs> that adaptation. I, I, okay. I never remember <laughs> with the Lego games. I feel like. I feel like they maybe go back and forth like sometimes they don't have any dialogue and they just "Eh? kind of and they're like pantomiming things. Yeah, that was the early ones. Yeah, and then then now they fully voice and it. it...
3: Yeah, ever since Lord of the Rings, it's been completely. It still
2: trips me out whenever I see them speak, though, because I'm expecting the pantomime funny talk, you know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, remembering how uh, Vader tried to explain to Luke, I'm your father with no uh, spoilers, with no uh, (laughs) (laughs) dialogue, just (laughs) holding up signs and things.
3: Uh, when I, I was actually at LucasArts <laughs> when that game came out. Really? And I was, like, campaigning to have one line in the entire game fairly late, that being it's a trap. Oh, nice. Like, think <laughs> about how funny that would have been to have, like, six, eight hours, whatever it takes to get to that point, And then <laughs> that iconic line from Mac <laughs> Bar comes. I don't know.
1: Gotta have it. I hope I want to, in that scene without dialogue, maybe Vader held up a Wily Coyote sign (laughs) uh, that just had a picture of uh, sperm plus a picture of Luke's mother. No. That's how he says.
0: Never mind. I like my joke. That
2: could have been him describing
1: midichlorians, though.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was.
2: Galactic sperm. Gross.
0: Um, But so uh, I picked. Lego Marvel's Avengers again. He he appears in several games, uh, usually with the powers of multiple heroes. Oh, shit! Sorry, this is but this I forgot that this is
1: different from Lego Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's Lego Marvel more Avengers. linear,
3: right? Th- I did not play this one, so you actually did surprise me on this one. Oh, um, really? I was, I was <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, be, well, in this one, I think there are thirty. Th- in order to unlock Stan Lee as a character and play as him in Lego Marvel's Avengers, I believe there's like 35 instances of Stan in peril uh, somewhere in the world, and you have to find him. Oh, yeah, this wasn't in this month's bullpen bullet. Thanks
6: for getting me out of that jam, Drew
0: <laughs> Yeah, so he's just like trapped under something in the background, and you have to find him and, and free him. And if you do that enough times, he will join the roster of playable characters. And his powers are quite impressive. So, like, right right at the start in that game, he has, like, uh, Daredevil sticks so he can swing around sort of like Spider-Man. He has Quicksilver's speed. Uh, but you can also pull up a screen that's just, like, his... Uh, oh, and he has, uh, I think, Thor's powers also. And he has, uh, like, a shield with uh, his glasses and mustache on him. Uh, on it, and and then, but if you can pull up his power screen, and it's like this great thing with like Stanley, as if he's inside uh, Tony Stark's helmet, just kind of like looking around with these like moving displays, and uh, you can become Iron Stan, which is his own uh, ropey ass <laughs> Iron Man costume that like Tony Stark will like come out on screen with a box full of parts and reassemble them <laughs> into into Iron Stan, and, and again, it's like the classic Iron Man costume, but with. Mustache and glasses, because you need to stay on brand. I mean, if, if anybody
1: deserves to
0: be the Shang Tsung of <laughs> yes. <a> Marvel game, <laughs> Stanley well, the, man. The, the, the best one is is yet to come. The best though. one is the Standbuster armor. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so, good. so good. So it's his own custom Hulkbuster that he can summon and come down, and he climbs into it like a mech. And it's got uh, his face on the helmet, or or the the, the head, so it's, yeah, again with the glasses (laughs) and the mustache, it's got in place of like rocket launchers and stuff a giant pencil on one shoulder and a desk lamp on the other Uh, and the idle animation might be the best part, because uh, he pops open the canopy and whips out a typewriter. (laughs) I, I love it. It has its own custom noise. I I can't imagine you'd hear anywhere else in that
2: game. This is so great!
1: Yeah. I'm googling this right now. Please this do. Yeah. this is making me want to play a Lego mm. game, which I never he want even to has the
2: again. suit. It, it's almost a 70s leisure suit. It's like no tie. He's just got the button down shirt, like the cardigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I guess that is a cardigan, huh? Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah.
0: But also, it it made me realize that, like, oh man, we maybe should have talked about this the last time you were on the show, Chris. Which were you were you on for the open world Manhattan's?
3: No, that was Chris Cloud. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm getting my Chris's Comics mixed on up. Consoles,
0: There's so many. comic book experts that are named Chris.
3: Apologies. All the actors in the Marvel movies are Chris. Although we have no Chris's like that are actually alter egos. You ever notice that, Mr. Antista? Like, yes, I have.
1: It's always really bizarre when someone names their main character Chris. It almost never happens. And, I,
3: I have a feeling because it it doesn't translate well in other languages. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's it's a very common name. It was the second most popular name of the year when I was uh, yeah. given it. I mean, I, I was and, joking uh, that pretty much everyone of no, our Chris
2: generation
0: is. is named either Chris
2: or Mike. Yeah, well, the the three that's my middle name. Joked about like the three <laughs> people. It's it's Chris, Mike, and Matthew. And your mm-hmm. middle name is Mike. My middle name's Christopher. <laughs> <And so laughs>
3: there you go! Wow, wow, man! Not much name diversity on this podcast. It's really <laughs> it's not? <even> it's an <laughs> indicator when we were all, the range of years we were. All yes,
0: born, I, I don't understand and how. People I almost I'm, I'm
1: nostalgic for an era where you didn't have to think about anything involving your child. Who cares? Just throw a name <laughs> on him.
0: <laughs> Chris, fine. It's good. Who cares? <laughs> hey,
3: My my initials are always I NCAA. was supposed to be that's Michael. Cool. And,
2: yeah, that's, that's true. Cool. Yeah, that is, Damn, cool. that is cool. yet, yet two of the
3: boy. most popular comic book characters in all of comics are named Bruce. How many Bruces have you known in your life?
0: Zero. I knew a guy I who wished known, his like, name was Bruce.
3: Bruce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's about it.
2: i met a couple of Bruces. I feel like you're born 45 to be named Bruce, though. I don't know any mm. young yeah. Bruces. Mm. No.
1: Yeah, that, that name should come with a plate of hot
4: dogs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, uh, but to the the point I was uh, starting to make earlier. It this actually had a pretty good open world Manhattan. Maybe not as lively as the ones that we actually talked about,
1: but not not the Mario Galaxy version of Manhattan and Spider-Man 1, for <laughs> right.
0: It but it, yeah, and and the ability to explore it as like half the superheroes in Marvel Marvel stable, at least all the ones that appeared in uh the Avengers movies, the first two Avengers movies. Uh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah. but ultimately, there can be only one. Number one. And it's this one.
6: Another amazing appearance for the king of cameos. Take
0: that, Hitchcock. Yeah, fuck you, world's greatest horror director.
3: <laughs> can I say something that's about that's that? Amazing. Please do. Please, I wrote that line. I know. <laughs>
4: yes,
3: that, that may have factored uh, into it being number one. Yes, <laughs>
4: just a little bit.
1: <laughs> throwing throwing shade at Hitchcock in a, a fucking PS3 game, guaranteeing nobody's upset. Nope, nobody's upset. Oh, I wonder how many people well, actually Di- got the joke. Yeah, I know. Maybe <laughs> Diane in an adjacent room on Michael yeah, right. reviewing something. Well, people
0: know Hitchcock. But, uh... People know Hitchcock's cameos. Give your audience a little bit of credit. Do you really think yeah, so? I'm I don't editing think so. out a piece. I'm editing out a piece in thirty twenty ten 2010. I
1: went to Walmart to get Christmas right. lights, and I'm like, oh shit, they're selling Looney Tunes uh, cartoons again on DVD under the banner Stars of Space Jam. Shut up! No, it, it hurt me so much. And and <laughs> millennials, you did this. You have to help undo it. <laughs> buy everything Looney Tunes buy. See,
0: I, I thought you were going to say something like, does not include cartoons about sassy gangsta Tweety Bird.
1: It does not include I Nike I mean, that's, that's like
0: half of the clothes Walmart sells, right? Or is this no longer 1995?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know you know nothing about Walmart, but I'm kind of an expert now. I can't now, believe so.
2: they didn't promote yeah, with with Brendan Fraser questions. vehicle Looney Tunes back in action. Give me a break. It's a much better <laughs> film.
0: Much better film. <laughs> Tunes back in action. Steve Martin was miscast. <laughs> that role was written they for credited, Eddie Deason! <laughs> they,
4: they,
1: they credited Bugs Bunny as as seen on Space Jam. I wanted no, I wanted to just die, like I thought this was like this
0: is a good time to cash in the chips. It's just gonna get
1: worse from here.
0: <laughs> it's always
2: gonna get worse from here Chris come on, this is where Chris and i've we've asked ourselves before do are, do kids today do they know the Looney Tunes do they know classic Disney like Chippendale and so I told him I, I was at my my kids' school for Halloween and the Halloween parade they had I think they were fifth or sixth graders. They had a pair that was Chippendale, followed immediately by Bugs Bunny. I was like, Chris, there's hope. This generation remembers. I
1: know. <laughs> oh, somehow. Somehow. They just thank need you, to get Walmart. Into <laughs> <night> somehow.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. No, dude, I swear to Christ. You, you don't have Walmarts where you are. I do. Yeah. I bought a. Why is there a $4 Tom and Jerry line of t shirts and why am I buying all there of them? Because they're $4. This is. I know, but it's like they're they're meant for like. Morbidly obese white trash <laughs> women, but I ended up buying the whole lot. You're
0: living in Florida, I imagine you're filling out. So <sighs> oh, I, this I is mean, that's depressingly <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I don't want to sound like too much okay. of an elitist dick. I actually love going to Walmart, but there are like two uh, near me that are about an hour away, so I'm never making that pilgrimage.
4: No,
1: in California they were yeah. nowhere.
0: They're, like, way south of the Bay Area and way north of the Bay Area, and that's it. Um, But anyway, we should talk about this entry, which was (laughs) in Amazing Uh Spider-Man, the the game of the movie, which thankfully did not have that subtitle. But Amazing Spider-Man came out on PS3, 360. (laughs) Uh, There was exclusive DLC. And do you remember
3: which retailer it was sold through, Chris? Was it sold through a retailer? Or I thought it was just the, the oh, it was, it was pre-order. It was pre-order
0: through a specific retailer.
3: Probably GameStop, I it was imagine. was Amazon. I don't, I don't... It was Amazon? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I might have done that. And, and huh, uh, it was I later
0: included that. in a DLC pack uh, that was sold separately after that pre-order exclusivity period had expired. This was the Stanley Adventure Pack, which let you just play as Stanley trying to solve an important crisis.
6: Oh, my! My script!
0: My script! The script flies
2: out a window, so
0: he has to use his Spider-Man <laughs> powers to chase after
2: it. Yeah, this is the one you've uh, seen lots of yep. memes uh, after his passing of Stan swinging around as Spidey. This That's from this game. Yeah.
4: yeah. And it's
2: only like a three-minute
3: mode. It's not very long at all.
0: <laughs> Now, did did you write all of his dialogue for this, or
3: no? I I just kind of punched some things up a bit. All right. Well, Uh, tell me
0: if any lines uh, that you wrote are in this bit. His his action quips, just swinging around. I
6: have to get those pages before it's too late. Now that's amazing. What a rush! Oh, I'm definitely gonna tweet
4: about this. The last one I wrote. The last <laughs> <Nice>. one, oh.
1: <laughs> dude. We had that on our
3: soundboard for like years. Definitely <laughs> gonna tweet about this. It, it is one of yeah, my career see. highlights for sure. Getting Stanley to say, oh, "I'm totally wow. gonna tweet about this." Because <laughs> at the time, this was uh, what 2012 is when this came hmm. out. I think it was probably 11 when we did this. Uh, you know, he was very active as himself on Twitter. In later years, it would be like his people, and I think like toward the end there he kind of got back onto it himself but he would like do like these really long just like uh series of tweets that you know would go like 10 12 tweets and you know unlike today where that's usually something really negative uh it was all like gathering my brigadiers and you know, like it was all just <laughs> really bombastic uh very positive uh stuff on twitter that you could tell he was just Writing and, and loving doing it, and uh, I do. I don't remember that much of what I wrote. I remember the Twitter line. I remember the King of Cameos line.
0: Thread. I'm going to talk did, about I depression did. and Nazis.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like my entire. I did time literally.
3: <laughs> I did literally go through his tweets at the time, and I think I might have taken some directly. Uh, I definitely like based some language for a few on them.
2: Nice. Mm. Actually, can we talk about so, the Stanley Twitter controversy that happened there was a controversy? later in life? It was almost was a Casey that? Kasem deal. I, I was trying to, to remember it, so I might get some details wrong, but basically, this year, later in life, like it, it, there were some accusations of like elderly abuse or like people that he had trusted his business affairs with yes. right. had basically kind of taken over everything, including his, his social media accounts. And I remember... Um, If I remember correctly, it was almost like at one point he's like, okay, I'm back managing this now. This is really me talking again or something. People are not selling my blood as
0: souvenirs.
2: I mean, we almost had like a Casey Kasem situation though where it's like – yeah. No, we did. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not just remembering that out of nowhere because. I, yeah, I, I just looked this up and it's. Yeah, it was,
1: no, it was I, something I like that. You were sure. gonna, I thought you were going to say like he was googling from his Twitter that that like old person thing that I, I love no, seeing. No, he, he liked uh, porno
2: <laughs> like Ted Cruz or, or no, it, nothing like A that. Generic, generic Viagra. Incest porn.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're ruining laser time today, next week. <laughs> Talking about stripperella.
0: I never watched it.
1: Uh, there are some fantastic YouTube clips, and just given the year and the things we've seen this year, that that thing existed, and Stan Lee's like, hello, I think you might like this <laughs> teddy cartoon <laughs> <game." laughs> Eat a dick, Ralph Baxi. It's, it's fucking incredible.
3: Yeah, has anyone seen Pamela Anderson's, uh, reaction to the news? I, I wonder if no. that's out there. Did she have any? I, I don't know. Well, she was Stripper Lo- Stripperella, right? Yeah, that's she true. was. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I don't know. I... I I think she's probably uh, stuck in Julian Assange's room. They cut off his internet because he was naughty and didn't clean Jesus. up after his cat. That's a lot of <laughs> specific... Yeah. How do we get on to Julian Assange? I know. Because she's, uh, she's fucking him or something like that.
6: This one needs his meds, and I mean fast.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I had that queued up next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You uh,
3: deserved it. Uh, can I say, Michael? Too uh, this is this particular Stanley appearance is mostly off the market, but the Wii U version that came out uh, really? <laughs> later has it included. So uh, I don't know if like eBay's marking those up now, but you you can actually. I'm on it. Is, get, someone probably just
2: forgot you, to take you can it off the market. Play that
3: in the Wii U version, <laughs> yeah. and otherwise you're out. A there's lot. so
2: few sales, they didn't even notice that's still being sold. They're like, oh, <laughs> just overlooked that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you know that that that's one that's like so few people were buying Wii U games that uh, might be an abundant supply. Who knows? <laughs> people just thought it was in the same category as like Arkham City or whatever. It's like <laughs> ah, another re-release, but uh, this DLC was ha- had a very specific point at the end of it. Do you remember what it was? I
3: think so.
6: Happy birthday, Spider Man!
0: It was like
2: for Spider Man's fiftieth anniversary. Oh,
4: cool. Yep. So baked, it was 2012, do you have any stories like
2: what was that like like writing like did did you talk to stan about like you
3: actually him enacting spidey powers in a game was he was he hyped about that um i i didn't you know i worked at marvel itself and not uh activision in this case so activision mainly took care of that kind of stuff they would send me the scripts and everything to go over and uh so, yeah, I, I I didn't have, like, the personal interaction outside of, like, panels uh, where he would come up and, you know, uh, talk about a game that he had never actually seen, but he talked about it like it was the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. It uh, was a gift
0: <laughs> to be able to do
3: that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It, the, you know, the one I mentioned earlier that's in that video for a bit, uh, the, the Lego, first Lego Marvel panel, uh, you know, we showed him in the game and you know we could see him reacting to himself as a lego character like turning into the hulk and all that and uh you know he he was amused and that was really i forgot
0: about the hulk powers yeah you
3: yeah uh and i can confirm you are
1: in this uh disney marvel uh stanley tribute at 38 seconds okay
3: thank you for confirming (laughs) the 38 seconds
1: you are second from the right uh or the white one yeah (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, yes yes uh yeah actually my, my boss uh the one next to me in between me and stan not the white one uh he uh, proposed to his girlfriend right after that it was a very touching oh, wow, oh, moment shit. yeah oh, cool yeah very very awesome you're lucky family. man all the way around
0: <sighs> all right well that's our top five stanley cameos we hope you enjoyed this loving tribute and uh, we're going to take a little break and we'll talk about some new releases and other stuff when we come back, but before that I want to leave you all with this parting shot from the 2000 Spider-Man game.
6: Thus ends our tale. For now, we hope you enjoyed our scintillating saga of nefarious villain scheming and spectacular hero daring do But until next time, true believers, Excelsior! You belong, you belong, you belong, you belong to the Merry
4: Marble Marching Society. March along, march along, march along to the song of the Merry Marble Marching Society.
6: If you growl, if you groan, with the dour sour of will If you howl,
4: if you moan, you can lose your sour frown keep keeping trim and in step with the rhythm and bounce of the. Men.
5: get scratching is the world of today getting you down well then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies tv games and more 30 20 and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010 here's a clip from 1988
1: moving on to something with great sound i didn't include the title of this because it comes after a fantastic dynasty promo no, ABC is not yet owned by Disney because this is what they aired on November 11th. Dynasty. Then, do you make love as often as you'd like?
6: No, I'm not satisfied. When you're not in the mood, how do you handle it? <laughs> I tell them I got a headache. Take the test that could change your love life. Joanna Kearns and Ed Marinaro host the National Love and Sex
1: Test right after Dynasty tomorrow. <laughs> Predates those Astonished. BuzzFeed quizzes, and it's like and it a,
0: predates real sex. I think. Yeah, it's like a, it's a
1: 2020 <laughs> special about like,
0: are you fucking good?
1: Are you doing it right? Are you laying the dick okay? Yeah, women are going to talk know about it. That
4: they can't say there's so many Anything. words they're not allowed. Making whoopee.
1: Making whoopee. But Ooh. what also stands out? It's hosted by this lady and a man. Named Ed Marinara, <laughs> like that is no one's real name, and I'm speaking as an Italian. If that it can be someone's real name, why isn't it mine? I want to be Chris Marinara,
5: <laughs> and with my sidekick Papa Ragù. <laughs>
2: can I be Judy Meatball? Ooh, all right.
5: <laughs> Jump into the past with thirty twenty ten every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Five, four, three,
5: and welcome back to our
0: wonderful final segment where we will waste no time in getting to I'll just play the sound hitman 2 came out did any of you get a chance to play it
1: no not yet but I, I didn't really get into hitman one because uh I played the tutorial for like seven hours
0: <laughs> it's a lot like hitman one and you yeah. you can probably play the tutorial for seven hours I played. The first couple levels, and uh, it's it's really good. It just gives you these big, open playgrounds, and you have a uh, straightforward objective, like, kill this person, or these two people, or however many, and then it, it just kind of sets you loose, and you can sort of explore and discover all these different avenues for getting close to your targets, like, uh, I'm at a racetrack, should I uh, steal a mechanic's clothes, and I pose as a member of the pit crew so I can sabotage... This racer's car, or should I dress as security and, and get access to most areas and a gun that nobody will be suspicious of? Or mm. should I ambush this blackmailer who's dressed up like a ridiculous flamingo mascot
2: and meet one of the targets at a hotel? Nice. Yeah. yeah have you met Helmut Kruger? Uh, I have not. Okay he was he was from the first one, so but but you mentioned uh, the first few levels, so the big difference with this one you get it all at once it's not yes, it's okay,
0: but that was a really weird experience downloading it because even though it's not an episodic game, you get it all at once, it will download everything as if it were an episode, so like all of a sudden, my download list like had a bunch of like just levels popping up it's like oh, this one's six gigs, this one's eight gigs, and just so that was a little strange but and then the um uh, the first episode, or the, yeah, the first mission, the introductory one, the prologue, is a little bit hand-holdy, and then it like just lets you infiltrate this beach house uh, where this horrible person lives that you're supposed to assassinate, and you can just kind of explore for a little while, and then they'll come home with a bunch of guards, and you can hide out and use everything you've learned of the place to, to set up an ambush. Yeah. And
2: uh, yeah. The last one did a really good job, though. It was um, The, the way they were structured is there were... Obviously, there's several ways to to take to perform the kills, and usually they would guide you though through like there's there's achievements that, of doing it a certain way, or mm-hmm. or they would they would have these like hints in the menu systems that basically it's like okay you you've beaten this once, but that's just one of the thousands of, of possibilities here. Yeah. Is, is this structured the same way?
0: Yes, and they will have challenges that kind of nudge you towards certain things like oh you'll you'll win this challenge if you. Drop this fiberglass
2: shark on this guy, or right. uh, and, but they're more like in hint form. It, it's, it's not necessarily yeah. as explicit. It or... doesn't
0: tell you how to do it, although you can like ha- you you have the option to turn on little hints, so it will kind of nudge you along one possible path to yeah. give you ideas for what you can do. And the idea is that like you'll do it according to the instructions, and then you'll come back and you'll try to get more creative, look at different ways you could have done things, and and yeah, for, for me playing these games like. This is uh, ideally supposed to be a pure stealth experience. Like if you kill people who aren't your target, that's points off. If you get spotted, that's points off. So uh, you can, uh, if you get spotted, just shoot your way out of a situation. But that always feels like a failure. It does. Even though it's not, you can still finish the mission and move on with the story. I
2: will say this, that some of my favorite moments of Hitman 1 were when I fucked up Mm -hmm. and decided rather than, you know, most games when I screw up, like if I'm not far enough in a level, I might just restart. But in those games, it's like, I'm going to see this out because some of the funniest moments happen. Like I remember one mission you had, it was in, it was the Paris mission. You have to go uh, uh, kill the the woman upstairs in her office or whatever. Mm -hmm. And something had happened where... It, those games they are this they're like this intricate clockwork that if you a good if, way to put it. if you do something wrong you can fuck up the clockwork and it'll eventually come back and adjust itself like later on down the road but while it's screwing up it, it's always funny like i had done something where like i accidentally had a gun out or something someone saw me and the security was, was on alert, and I just remember hanging from a balcony for 15 minutes, what, like, waiting oh, for Jesus. the alerts to reset. <laughs> and the guards are, like, going, and then finally the clockwork gets back to itself, and then I go in and, you know, just just yeah. kill her or whatever. Yeah, you,
0: you can't hide until things calm down. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. But, well, I was hiding in plain sight, hanging from a balcony. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... What's new about this one Other than getting it all at once And not being episodic like the last one
1: Sean Bean's there
0: Oh
2: that's right Well, He's the first Yeah, elusive target coming uh, mm. like The man who always dies Is going to be the hard to kill person Yeah so. Not Gary Busey or Gary Cole this time Not Gary Busey <laughs> Talked talk more through my teeth
0: Yeah That I, I all <laughs> felt like a setup <laughs> You know you, You're never going to vote for Gary Cole Over Gary Busey Come on No Yeah you gotta talk like your mouth's been open.
4: Your entire <laughs> <life>. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I know you talked about it briefly last week, but uh, um, I just want to say it's so weird. Tetris Effect mm. is the best version of Tetris I've ever played, and even better in VR. And it's still somehow not worth forty dollars. Really? <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah. It, it's. I don't know.
0: I. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's pretty good. It's. A, it's very much a Tetsuya Mizuguchi game. Yeah.
4: So yeah. If
2: you if you love Luminous and Res, you will probably love this. I find those games like they're kind of take it or leave it. Like I know a lot of people who are super Mizuguchi fans, and others are like. Yeah, they're fine. Like I love. Yeah. I, I I actually call this game Luminetris because it it like the yeah. soundtrack is so similar to Luminous. It's, yeah,
1: it, and it's it's the soundtrack alone. I think is worth
0: twenty dollars. Yeah, the soundtrack is like like that. Is, that is the most pumped I've ever been playing Tetris.
3: Do they ever throw any kind of retro stuff in there, like uh, Tchaikovsky kind of stuff?
0: You know, I mean, maybe remix, but I'm not
1: classy yeah. enough to know.
0: I mean, it's it's original Tetsuya Mizuguchi music, and it does kind of the. The luminous res thing where, uh, there's like a synesthesia aspect in that you are creating music as you're playing. So, like, when you, when you drop a piece, it's like it adds a note to the, the soundtrack when you clear a Tetris, it's like a musical orgasm. Yeah, um, it's, oh, it's
2: it's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's like but how he would describe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, to. I'm yeah. too
0: busy bringing to
1: life whales with fireflies yes. to notice how good a Tetris game it is.
2: Well, it's one of those games where like we've talked about this before, Michael. Some games you have to focus so hard on what you're doing in terms of the puzzles, you don't get to appreciate all of the visuals mm-hmm. around it. Uh, yeah, it, how, is that what the VR is like, or, or do you still notice things all in your periphery? I mean,
0: yeah, you you will definitely notice things. The things are it's, it's very better in it's better in VR. It's better in VR because you you see the yeah.
1: screen clear, you see the the field clearer. Yeah, in VR,
0: and it, it does feel like okay. There's there's the basic Tetris field, and things are happening all around it, coming through it, uh, and the field itself will shift depending to, to match yep. the levels theme. Like one of the coolest things that I I thought was like when it uh you get to that level with all the floating windmills, and all of a sudden all of the Tetris yeah. blocks become like these little gears that make these wooden clicking noises when oh, you nice. hit them into place. Yeah.
1: Super weird. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I like the city The city level where you slowly wake a city up. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can like see traffic forming around. It's it, It's undeniably amazing, but $40 is a lot for a fucking Tetris, Tetris game game. <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> yeah.
3: What did Tetris on NES cost back in 89 or whenever it was? was doing a $50 it was game. probably 50 mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah, it was probably like 50 bucks and $89. But, but what exactly what Matt said
1: is a great segue to Runner Three, because like I was playing that and it's like motherfuckers I can't see anything you've done on screen. I'm looking at the things that directly affect me.
2: I, I was gonna I, say that. I was gonna. I thought you were thinking of a different segue uh, in terms of games where. Um, what you do affects the music. Like, Runner 3 is a perfect example of those because every time, um, and, and I should say, we got codes for Runner 3. Um, and Full disclosure. It, yeah, this was a recommendation, by the way, of di- We paid for the other ones. We'll <laughs> partial <laughs> disclosure. Di- Diamond Dog Dave Rudden is a huge fan of the Runner games, and so. Um, yeah, this but as you like collect like the gold bars and the level, it's basically kind of like creating the song, and it's one of those things where if you miss a gold bar, it's like you feel it in the music. You're like, oh man, I, I didn't get that payoff I was expecting. Um, I
1: will say it, it infuriated me. I didn't play a lot, but like it, it's not as it, fitting in with the music. It's not done as well as Tetris because like I'll be confused whether or not I got a gold bar. Because it won't register the sound of me getting one unless it meets the beat of the music. Yeah, there, there's a so few I that, that like just don't it.
2: show up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: And I want to restart, and, and I want to start over, and I want to be a baby. Well,
2: that, that, speaking of games, yeah, that you start over. This is very much um, – it's like a, it's like Trials or like a Meat Boy, where mm-hmm. if you're a perfectionist, you're going to get frustrated in this game because yeah. you will uh, – I was actually finding in some segments – like. I would purposely die just so I could go back and get all the gold bars because I wanted that perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's one of the, But it's also one of those games that it has a steep learning curve. And just a few levels in, it starts to get very, very difficult. And I, I tried a challenge level. I made the mistake of attempting a challenge level. And, um, boy, those are, are appropriately named. Let me just tell Dude, you. <laughs> it, it's like the fourth level, and it's like,
1: Motherfucker,
0: <laughs> how am I supposed to do
1: this? It's
2: no joke. Yeah, they, they're they no joke. Um uh,
0: now, I'm, I forgive my ignorance
2: on this, but I thought this came out a while ago. It, this came out it in did. May on uh, Switch and oh, PC, okay. so this just came to PS4. Ah, and I see, that's I see. The, we got PS4 codes. So that's what we've been playing on. But I, I, I got to say, it's charming as hell. Like Charles Martinet is the narrator, uh, and if you want, go back and listen to our our episode of uh, Mario without, or was it Martinet without Mario, yeah. where we did all of his non Mario <laughs> game appearances. But he's, he's 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 funny in this. Like he's a funny narrator. The the art style has charm. He mispronounces the first level title. I'm like, this is Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: a lot of the things. The Wilkie th- Maid.
2: A lot it of what they Milky do May. is they're trying to sort of distract you, even with the level elements, to to kind of get you off your game, to to make you die. And so uh, things will like swing across on the screen, or the things that really threw me is when it goes, it, it all of a sudden becomes like Crash Bandicoot. Uh, they go from the side-on perspective to, like, okay, you're coming at the screen or, or you know, you're you're going into the screen. Uh, it becomes a little hard to get those gold bars with those. Um, but, yeah, it's and in, in for a guy like me who I don't have great peripheral vision, uh, being able to see what's coming up next on the screen is, is definitely a little bit challenging as as the difficulty ramps up. But I, I thought it was super charming. I think if you love the runner, runner games, it's been hard to believe it's been five years since Runner 2. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was back in 2013. So, um, yeah, if, if you like that series, I- I'd say it's it's a definite pickup.
0: I think I was still working at a magazine when Runner 2 came <laughs> <Man>. out. <laughs> or possibly Mac Life. Um, yeah. It's been a very, very busy week uh, yeah. for, for new releases. There's stuff we haven't gotten to. The Spyro trilogy yeah, came yeah. out. Uh, it looks gorgeous. Old. If you're a Spyro <laughs> fan, check that out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was always... Tool, I, I, I was, that was, you know, like kind of after my young time or whatever. So yeah. I, I worked on Spyro games when I was a Vivendi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, when they were not so great, mm. <laughs> that was after the initial trilogy. I remember when,
0: even when they came to PS1, like, uh, the, I, th- I thought it looked amazing for the time and I was interested in playing it, but then I kind of got the sense like, oh, this is like a Babby game.
2: It, it is. It's like a 3D platformer, a little bit intended for a younger audience. Mm. Um, and, my game of if you're going for that at the time i I prefer the Rayman games like Rayman two and three so.
0: mm-hmm. Well, not babby games um fallout seventy six. Is out shockingly like that? That kind of blindsided me a little bit. Like I didn't realize it was so soon. I thought it was off in December or something.
2: Well, how would you even be able to play it? That had a day one, a fifty-one gigabyte day one patch. So even yeah. if you try to download it, you're probably still downloading it. <laughs> <laughs> all,
1: all, I, all I see as of this recording is people wearing the fucking mask all over my social media. Mm.
2: Yeah, they sent out uh, they sent out masks to a lot of press. I saw a picture of Cap Bailey rocking it. Oh nice! The, the nice. Power Armor helmet. Oh cool. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. yeah, I did uh I was looking at reviews earlier. Everybody has a review in progress because obviously a game that's so heavily online like this, uh you can't accurately
2: review it without going out into the wild.
0: It's sort yeah. of like Sea of Thieves that way.
2: Yes. And I actually what I've heard is because it's this online game, you know one of the things missing is NPCs and so actual players are taking it upon themselves they are Acting as NPCs
3: out in the world oh, uh, nice to provide
2: them. guidance for other players. Yes, they're sherping them around.
3: Like, well, this is what you do. Here's where you go. So, Would mm. that um, make them like an NPC, like a non, non-playable character? Sure. I think you just broke my brain. It makes <laughs> them a self-appointed <laughs> yeah.
0: mod is what it makes him. <laughs> um,
2: but, yeah, so Fallout 76 is out there. It's it's very much a survival game. Like, it's not a traditional Fallout game. hmm um and yeah the reviews I've I've read so far have reflected that they're like if you're expecting another fallout that this isn't necessarily that.
0: Yeah, one of the the more interesting blurbs that I remembered from looking at Metacritic was someone saying that like in its best moments it's it's like this incredibly lonely experience uh where it, it it's like it has the promise of like a gone home with a, a major studio budget and just when you're getting lost in this world, another group of players comes over the ridge, and then it becomes this crazy ass shootout. And
2: I was about to say, wait—the best moments of the multiplayer-only online game uh-huh. are when you're alone. Uh-huh. That and it's a pretty much says simulator. it all. <laughs> oh, and then uh, so the last one this week uh, that hit Friday is Pokémon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Hmm. Yeah, which are the it's a recreation of Pokemon Yellow, I believe. Hmm. Um, but but kind of mixed with elements of Pokemon Go, like so the way you catch the Pokemon is you actually have to throw the Pokéball and of course they sell an accessory for the Switch that you throw a Pokéball. <laughs> Which actually looks pretty badass, like I was like, "Ooh." But so it's it's no longer where, you know, in the originals you just kind of you're you have the random encounters and then you have to to battle them to capture them. This one's much more I'm just going to throw the Pokéball at you. From what everything I've, I've read on the title and know about the title is, it's, it's sort of a—I don't want to say stripped-down Pokemon experience, but it, it, it is intended maybe for newer players. Uh, it's,
1: it's a really bizarre. From what I read, it's a really bizarre instance of like Pokemon Go somehow being more of a phenomenon than any other Pokemon game, and it's to—it's to get them to understand a Pokemon
2: yeah, game. It's to yeah. bridge the gap. It, it's kind of like okay, it's crazy. You know, go. This is your next step. And then pretty much it's making them ready for, let's say, uh, a, a full AAA Gen 8 experience, which mm. most people think they're they're working on. I have seen,
0: like, some of the reviews were saying, like, no, this is a 100% a Pokemon game. Like, okay. don't don't worry that it's, like, a stripped-down experience. This is a Pokemon
2: game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, but it, it definitely is has some uh, design differences, I think, to accommodate that Go audience, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. It also coincides
2: nicely with that uh, Detective Pikachu trailer. Oh,
0: we might, we might talk about that in the news. We might. I'm I'm dying to talk about that. <laughs> well, that that uh, is a great opportunity to jump straight into. No. And when I say straight into, I mean following
2: that cascading nightmare known as the news sound. (laughs) So let me, I'll jump down in my notes to, uh, let's call this the game movie segment of news. Uh, There's a a couple pieces of game movie news here. But the first, let's talk about the uh, trailer for Detective Pikachu hit. Um, Uh. And even though it's not Danny DeVito... I will say Ryan Reynolds, he's doing a good job. Uh-huh. Love Boys. me some Ryan Reynolds. I, I did see uh, somebody just splice in
0: Danny DeVito lines of like, "My whoa wife, <laughs> 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 you touched me in the butt, Mac, right here." As he's poking.
1: Uh, it, uh, by the way, I just have to say, um, spoiler for Best of the Year, the Always Sunny finale was. I didn't expect that. I didn't. I hadn't read about it when it happened. That was amazing. Moving on to Pokemon, hmm. yeah, um, but that shit was awesome.
2: Now people are loving this trailer. Uh, I was talking about it with a few people. Like, so I Pokemon came, and I was already like, I think I was out of high school, like I was in my twenties or something when, when Pokemon became the big thing it was. And so, Same. so I, I played the games, but I was never into the periphery of Pokemon, like the anime and and all of that stuff. It mm. never, it, it always just seemed like wow,
3: this you is were too su-
2: old. Well, it's super babby to me, right? But yeah. this is the first time where I've said I kind of want to immerse myself in like the Pokemon universe and learn more Dude. about this stuff. Outside yeah, that was my outside reaction as
0: well. Oh,
2: so I
1: I I was talking with uh, somebody who works at Nintendo about this, about the reaction, and just like I was floored by the trailer, like how much I want to see this, which I had no interest beforehand, and and I think before when when anybody said Pokemon movie, I'm like. Okay, great. I'm gonna have to meet Ash's parents and Mm -hmm. figure out why Pokemon are the saviors of the universe. Like, no, everything already exists. Uh, Here's a little, a, a weird slice of the universe. We're not going. We're not trying to establish a fucking quadrilogy. It's just this weirdo Roger, like Roger Rabbit. I know I use that a lot, but this looks like a crime, a dark crime tale in a universe filled with characters you already know.
0: I don't know that I'd say dark crime tale. Like, you know, I've I watched the trailer a couple times, and I think the second time the novelty had worn off a bit, and I'm like, okay, well, this is clearly a, a kid's movie. Uh, it seems to follow the plot of the video game pretty closely and that there's a, it, it, it's sort of a Ratatouille thing where, like, okay, there's this kind of hapless guy who meets this character that only he can understand, but that is a, a brilliant detective. Right. And, and but that's
1: but that's the thing, it, it, it's it's just I don't know like it's not trying to establish this big thing I have to be interested in, in for ten years. It's it like,
0: knows you already know this, and to to like millions of,
2: of kids I and know, young adults, nuts. this is a real world that that's actually so. Uh, uh, Tl Foster, friend of the show, sent me some notes because he is such a big Pokemon fan, mm-hmm. and that's that's exactly the observation he made. Is he, he thinks the reason people are responding so well is a lot of video game movies make the mistake of feeling like they have to introduce you to the world. Yes. And, and this just assumes you know this is a franchise that has, has been built over 20 years. Yeah, like like Roger Rabbit, we're going to tell a crime story...
1: And we're gonna assume you already know Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny are. They'll right, be yeah. here. But the story's not about it. Hell
0: with that. I need to know how Spider-Man got his powers and killed Bruce <laughs> Wayne's parents.
2: Yeah, and there and there's a there's a ton of videos out there already breaking down. Here's this Pokemon we're seeing in the background and here's this. But the movie doesn't feel like it needs to shove those in your face, or the trailer at least doesn't. It's it's very much like, yeah, they're there in the background, and if you know, you know. But if
3: not, it's like, well, fine, there's still going to be a plot here and, and, and a real movie. Right. Yeah, I'll just uh, say I I don't know much about Pokemon. I you know I think I'm older than all you guys, uh, and <laughs> but but the and I I'm totally interested in seeing this movie, and kind of what too, you were saying there, Matt. Uh, but at the same time, it's like I, I understand what these characters are uh, just through what the trailer conveyed. Like that mime guy. I don't know what his name is, but Mr. Mime? I, I totally got the joke without really knowing. Uh, what that character right. did. Excellent point. Yeah, right. so that was fantastic.
1: Yeah, and that had to be super rewarding for fans, but was funny enough for newcomers. And I'm I'm, I'm neither I'm neither a newcomer, and I'm neither uh, a, a like a like hardened fan of Pokemon, but like this looks like the most interesting game movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I cannot wait to see this.
0: I I love that. Okay, number one, that that Pokemon is named Mister Mime. Yeah, uh, he's the only Pokemon I'm aware of that's named Mister. And uh, the first Google result for Mr. Mime or Mime Pokemon is the infinite horrors of Pokemon's Mr. Mime
2: <laughs> from Polygon. Well, I was going to say that is so not all reaction to this trailer has been positive because it's fucking the Internet. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people were criticizing the look of some of or what particularly they were, they were <laughs> upset that Pikachu had fur. And, and it's also like Jigglypuff and also Jigglypuff. But it's also like, well, of course, he had fur. What did you expect? Was was it supposed to be this like latex smooth skin? Like gross. No, he's a fucking mouse. He has fur. Yeah, I didn't see you reacting like
1: that when you bought the fucking hat, backpack, <laughs> and plush doll. I was talking to someone about it, and, and like, I I don't mean to make this sound. I don't know. I don't know shit about Pokemon, uh, but I do like it, and I think it's it's odd because it's the Pokemon fans reacting poorly to a little thing the pokemon universe has never really had lighting. Uh, every, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every every single game and cartoon everything is in deep focus and brightly lit. Yeah. You don't see any shadows other than like that sh- that like sprite drop shadow. You've never seen these characters. Yeah,
0: nothing really has a texture.
1: Yeah, and like in nothing has a texture and nothing has lighting and like if you wanted a live action movie this is what you this is what you're going to have to deal with and I, but i do love that the i, I guess it's legendary pictures because i don't know how nintendo agreed to this it seems so delightfully weird and and out of the box that hmm. i love it i love it so much yeah is it any
3: weirder than the super mario brothers movie really though
1: I, but but that's the thing like they're not trying to Nah, no one's gonna get that. We need to reestablish the relationship of the plumbers to to the world. They're in. <laughs> what this if everything not gonna was... do that at all? That's right. that
0: feels so good. Yeah. I mean this 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 feels like a livable, you know New York-ish city world as opposed to Super Mario Brothers with what if instead of bright, colorful Mushroom Kingdom, everything's yeah. just in a gray factory warehouse.
2: Yeah, and let's introduce this evolution gun, which which makes them dinosaurs or not, which is like yeah. not... I think that's the other thing about this this trailer is it's, it doesn't seem to be introducing anything that's not from the games. And that's always yeah. one of the things that pisses me off about video game oh, movie yeah. adaptations. So uh, oh, yeah. s- so speaking Whether of which... we have zero respect for the source w- material. Well, w- let's roll right into the next news item. Um, some shots hit uh, from set photos from the Monster Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this a few <laughs> weeks ago.
1: <laughs> oh, what a segue. Because I care way more about Monster Hunter.
2: We talked about it a few weeks ago. They showed an image of the slinger weapon. And it's like, oh, no, we're trying to remain faithful. These set photos... It looks like the fucking Transformer movie. They're all sitting on like jeeps and tanks and I'm Hummers like in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yes, I'm like I don't I don't remember when I was on jeeps and tanks in in Monster Hunter World, but okay. <clears throat> Yo, that motherfucker better be uh
1: gathering or crafting up against that Humvee. Uh,
2: this I mean this is textbook like the stuff we hate about video game yeah, movies. No, it's, it's textbook Paul
1: W.S. Anderson, otherwise known as the worst director in the world.
3: Oh shit. I interviewed yeah. him once. Did or, you? Uh, the first Resident Evil movie, yeah. It was actually really interesting to talk to. I, I you know, no, I, I think my he's only nice context guy. is Mortal Kombat at that point.
1: I even like some of the bad movies that he's made, as long as they're original. But like when he adapts this shit, like I hate the Resident Evil movies so because like it's just like the dude doesn't give a shit. He takes a PNG from a sixteen year old character and like, yeah, make it look exactly like that in a
0: situation I define. It's, it's residency. Well, also that whole movie series is just Mary Sue fan fiction starring his wife. Yeah.
1: Who, who is, who I think is legitimately one of the greatest human beings on the planet. I love her so much. She's great. Yeah.
2: But but stuck in his movies. Yeah. I worked at Fox when when uh, Alien vs. Predator came out. And one thing I will say is I, I read the script of that movie. The script was way better than the final product. And... That has a lot to do with who directs a movie. That's all I will. What say. Was, did that have to do with
1: them cutting it to PG thirteen?
2: Uh, yeah, could have been, yeah. could have been. Uh, and then last bit of movie news. So speaking of things they'll probably cut to PG thirteen, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie got delayed. Um, mm-hmm. but with that delay announcement, um, he's saying one of the reasons he he basically is just like canning the script. Like like the people involved liked the script, and he's like, oh, I just don't like it. I'm I'm going to go off and do do another one. Um, but then I think. At the same time, he was announcing, "There's going to be a Triple A Five Nights yeah. game that's in the works, which is sort of crazy." I think huh. that, I mean, the, I love the lore, you know, and all the the hidden lore of those games. Like, I think it is an interesting horror movie premise. If they don't, if they don't goosebumps it, you know, I, I hope it actually is a horror movie. Yeah, I, and- <laughs> I think they might be
0: taking into account that most of this franchise's fans are well under the age of thirteen.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I think if you did a full R horror movie with Five Nights,
3: like, oh, they'd never do that.
1: Yeah,. Well. I feel like I'm so old. I just watched a fan base grow up hmm. that I watched, yeah, I watched I was a-
3: going to say, like those 13- year- olds, that game's probably five years old now yeah. right. They're 18. Yeah, <laughs> two years ago, two years
1: yeah. ago, Target had pajamas with those characters, and I don't see yeah. that anymore. Remember
0: when we were we were playing it in your <laughs> in your bedroom when it first came yes. out
1: streaming? Yes, you, we God. both screamed a lot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But you know, I think the only holdup to making a great movie about out of Five Nights at Freddy's is casting the right gif. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing about that first game is that if you really think about it, like. It it's a very effective horror game in that it manipula- yeah. It plays a lot with your imagination. Yeah. Because like, if it didn't have that screen of like the eyeballs sticking out of the the character head at the the very end when you die, like, what is it really? Like, there are some creepy automatons and they will pop up and scream at you, but there's no yeah. gore. It's they don't actually attack you. Yeah, it's just jump scare
2: game but over. But actually, I yeah, think it's, it's it's a security guy simulator. It, this uh-huh. this is why though this movie if they went hard R wouldn't this be a great found footage movie yes <laughs> where it's just like uh-huh. you just see these screens and all of a sudden it's like oh shit did I see something pop out in that corner or not and then I mean it it I'm sure the movie will be full of jump scares like that's
4: it would be that's funny that's its
2: brand found footage movie starring uh, like popular streamers <laughs> that's all it should star <laughs> That's exactly what it's gonna be Oh my god And let them all have heated gaming moments And and say inappropriate things And ruin their careers Oh you can just see
1: it now Angry video game nerd
2: Man this cheesy
0: place sucks balls It eats dicks It fucks toast It Uh, have you been writing for him again? Jesus. I, just, I just
2: did a literal spit take all over my laptop, thing.
4: <laughs>
2: no, So s- speaking of heated gaming moments, uh, the Game Awards nominees were announced. Mm. And one of the interesting missing categories... Was the Trending Gamer Award, which has been renamed uh, what to the, the Fuck? I put so much effort <laughs> into not playing. No worries, no, no, of this, this no worries. It's now named the Content Creator of the Year Award. Uh-huh. Oh, this sounds unwatchable.
0: <laughs> I, I dislike how vague that is. I know. I, I feel like that's a, an inside industry term calling them content creators. Like everyone else, they're YouTubers.
4: Mm. Yeah, who's uh, like who's Who no, gonna win? Jordan, Jordan
2: No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but also, like Trending Gamers, even more vague. Content creator of the year is Kevin Feige. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, true. Actually, I'll just plug this right now. On the official Video Game Apocalypse Twitter account, go to at VG Apocalypse, I'm running a series of polls uh, of the nominees having you guys vote. I will warn you, I'm not going to do every category. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing the esports categories. Spoiler mm. alert there. Uh, but go Ninja! But, but. but what I'm going to do is, is get your guys' votes on who you pick as the winner, and then we're going to compare after the show airs, which I think is airing, like, December 6th or 7th, something like that. We'll just compare what you guys picked versus mm-hmm. the actual winners. One of the more interesting choices, though, in Game of the Year, one of the nominees was Celeste. Like, that's a complete yeah. surprise. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, mean,
0: I I I forget. Are the Game Awards still picked by a panel of... Uh
2: well you vote you go if you go to their website right now you yeah. vote and but i mean dic- i mean the categories
0: themselves. yeah, yeah i think i think the so. nominees i think yeah. so yeah but so yeah celeste got a lot of buzz from game critics and yeah. um i i played through it i thought it was fine i don't i don't know that i'd agree it's game of the year material exactly but uh i can see why it would resonate with a lot of people it it tackles themes of anxiety and depression and it is a really well built platformer.
2: Yeah, it's really hard too. It's, it's yeah. similar to like a runner 3 like you you know you're going it's going to put you through your paces. But it encourages you to fail repeatedly. <laughs>
0: that's so, how you get better
2: so yeah so go to at VG Apocalypse, vote in those polls and we will compare uh, your results with the actual results after that show airs and if you try really
1: hard we can get a hologram of Stan Lee as Revolver Ocelot <laughs> oh,
4: to,
1: to present
3: an award I had never seen that before that was Gephoria I was there in the audience of course you were Chris God <laughs> no tell me more I don't know if there's more to say it kind of speaks for itself Oh. It's just surreal to see Stanley as Revolver Ocelot, <laughs> standing next to Carmen Electra and Dave Navarro, introducing Hideo Kojima.
0: Now wow. go! Tell the world! Wait, <laughs> <laughs> which, which version of Revolver Ocelot was Stanley dressed as? Like, the old one! So, okay, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1, the cowboy type. <laughs> yeah, but yes. Because yeah. that's what my Arthur Morgan looks like now in Red Dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I found that look and I'm not leaving it.
1: I did, I did see your Red Dead character. That was fucking disturbing. <laughs> he looks great. He looks smooth. Uh-huh. You have to
2: get high honor to get that outfit, though, right? That's one yeah, of those. Don't, I don't but think so.
1: But that's the thing. Like, when you shave your head and add, like, an overcoat like that, you look like a fucking black road cone. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so Microsoft held an event in Mexico City over the weekend, and they had a ton of announcements. Um, uh, the first and foremost, they confirmed that a lot of rumors were flying around, so Microsoft did acquire Obsidian. So that happened. They also. Uh, okay. It's been rumored qu- for a while, yeah. They acquired In Exile Entertainment, uh, you know, headed by Brian Fargo, the, the guy who. They just came out with that new Bard's Tale game earlier this year. So, two yeah, really good cool. RPG studios. Uh, Obsidian, known for, of course, Pillars of Eternity, KOTOR 2, Fallout New Vegas, South Park Stick of Truth. So, they they make excellent RPGs. Yeah, I think that, that dashed everyone's hope about a new New Vegas. True. True. The other thing for me is, like, I was having trouble thinking who were. Some remaining like independent, big, well known developers out there. Like, like almost the everyone is owned. <laughs> hey, baby, look at what's Hey, there you does.
3: go. I work as in studios now. For ah, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um, the other thing they announced is that Crackdown 3 is shipping February 15th. So it has a date again. That's crazy. Yeah. Let's see. I can't wait. Let's see if it slips past <laughs> that date. Um, they, they did announce so. So the news was confirmed. PUBG is coming to PlayStation in December. So then Microsoft kind of had to, to, you know, do their thing. And so PUBG is now going to be on Game Pass. It's one of those games that's included with in nice. that ten dollar a month thing. So that's really cool. Uh, Forza Four is getting a huge expansion in December. It's it's an all new island. Uh, their expansions are always awesome. Although bring back the Hot Wheels. We want another Hot yeah, Wheels please. expansion. That's the best. Please. And then uh, early deal segment for Black Friday. They they already said like there will be. Xbox deals up to $100 off the Xbox One X. So it'll be a really good time to get a One X if you don't have one already. And mm-hmm. then...
0: Totally worth it, by the way. That thing became my primary console. Yeah. After years of being a PS4 man and kind of disliking my Xbox One, I got the X. and It's like, yeah, this
4: is Do you
2: great. have a have 4K TV? Yes, I do. Okay. That, that For me, that's the thing is if you, I don't have a 4K TV, so mm. I don't... Is, it wouldn't really be worth it to me. Like, yeah. it, it'd probably like a little nicer. I mean,
0: you'd get like a performance bump,
1: yeah, and yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but future-proof your shit. You can yeah. still get better frame rate out of it, That's even true. if you don't have a four K. Well, maybe I will because maybe it'll be a hundred dollars off. Uh, and then uh, they announced a bunch of Final Fantasy games. Other than fucking eight, bring back eight. Uh, they're all coming. They're they're so um, weird. They're the the three sixty compatibility though. So if you own those games, you can play them on your Xbox One. Although what I'd heard is they're like remake sort of like they, they actually put in a lot of work to up res a lot of those hmm. games and stuff. Yeah.
1: So I think I think that's nuts and I don't want to bore you with a long conversation about what's going on there. But I, I always wondered if 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 backwards compatibility in this generation in particular where game releases are a lot slower. Hey, listen to thirty t- twenty ten this week. Hold on. I have this thing I sent to Brett. On thirty twenty ten this week, in two thousand eight this week, in addition to Half Life in nineteen ninety eight in uh, 2008, uh, you know what games came out in 2008? Last this just in one week, three days: Mortal Kombat vs. DC, Loco Roco Two, Animal Crossing: City Folk, Castlevania Judgment, Left 4 Dead, Sonic Unleashed, Tomb Raider: Underworld, and Sean White Snowboarding.
4: God damn! I mean, it's holiday, so holiday like, window. We don't sure. live
1: in that world anymore. Nope. So the idea that you can make uh, an Xbox 360 game that might be still on sale uh, in a Walmart or on Amazon relevant to your console by enhancing it a little bit if you can get the message out that seems like the hardest part but like that's pretty nuts the idea of getting 10 almost 10 year old games like a reason to buy them at retail again yeah. that's we crazy
2: to, i mean games are so expensive to make it's it's pretty much they're just trying to get a return on that investment and make mm-hmm. as, and as much money as they can
1: yeah i just i just know that's not an effortless move on squares part meaning they think there's money coming in from it which i find crazy because it's not easy to reach the. Th- is I think you can reach the 360 store
2: through an Xbox One, but it's not easy. You, you know, you yeah, you have to buy the stuff still like either online or through through 360. There's no yeah. way. You literally have
1: to emulate the 360 store yeah. on your Xbox that, that's,
2: One. That's that's the big thing that I think you know. If they can figure out a way where you can just browse through the Xbox One shop and buy that stuff, I think they'd have a lot more sales of those games mm-hmm. um, because it's really difficult but one of the reasons square might be doing this is they they had they, they made some announcements over the weekend so they are canceling three of the four remaining Final Fantasy 15 DLC packs and director uh, Hijime Tabata is leaving square uh, this coincided with some more news so square had kind of huge financial losses in the past couple months so um, uh, the quiet man couldn't save them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this just shows though I mean, Final Fantasy XV re- released a few years ago. It'd be really tough to... Why uh, are
1: you still releasing DLC for this? Well, thing?
2: it's because they spent so much making that game. They have to try to get as much money out of it as possible. I know, but possible. even the DLC is like two
1: years late.
2: Well, it's true. I mean, but that's the thing is, is at this point the number of people buying those those DLCs, they must have just done the math and said, you know, it's not worth continuing development. We're not going to make this money back. And so that's why that's, they had it. It's one
1: of my favorite games of this generation. I'm not shitting on it. I would like to play more of it's, it, but it's like, a wonderful I, I game. forgot
2: it existed. No, it's true. It's a wonderful game, although we've talked before. It might not be anymore. I played it when it first came out, so it's completely different now. So. True. And, and actually, on related news, Square also made an announcement they're evaluating subscription models for their AAA games. I mean, as are all publishers at this point, with things like Game Pass out there, Sony has their subscription service, EA has as Origin Access, it's like... But EA is, EA is the only
1: third-party one.
2: Yes, that's true, and Square is evaluating, like, how can we do this with our big AAA games, and so... Right,
1: because, like, I, I didn't think of it until they said that, but, like, I would love to see something like that, but what you need... Is a thirty-year-old company who has acquired a lot of things, and they've acquired all of like IDOS and all that other shit. Yeah, uh, and, and and yeah, there Square's a good test case for like. I think I give them sixty bucks a year to play all their old catalogs. Sure. Anything
2: new they had coming out, well, absolutely. And th- and those kind of subscriptions could fund ongoing development of DLC, like right. like the fifteen DLC. You know, but that's, that's just a sign of like the industry is changing. Another sign, uh, this is big news that hit last week or I think Friday, uh, strategy guide company Prima Games is shutting down. They're going away. That's People finally that's figured out that the internet yeah. existed. <laughs> yes. I, I do remember that old Penny Arcade comic. <laughs> it's like, would you like to buy the Strategy Guide? No, thank you. I have the internet. Yeah. I, I
0: am, am sort of amazed that like, it, it took this long, honestly. well, they, like, I mean, they
2: had pivoted. I, I, I'm surprised because
1: all of you work for publishers and like you always have deals with them if you work for a publisher. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, but that's the thing. They had to change their business model where now they're more like the, – they had become like the collectible company where, where it's like yeah. you'd get like this – it was almost always like an art book with it's some true. strategy guide stuff in there. And they made some really great stuff. Like, I think I'm probably, I'm looking at Michael's bookshelves, and there's probably some stuff on there that is like prima, like ultra, you know, collector's editions yeah. of things. But uh, I think
0: they also publish just straight up art books, too.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah, a bit of a bummer, man, because that's like, yes... I, we we all used to make the joke like you don't need the, the strategy guide only the suckers buy the strategy guides or whatever but they did make in recent years some really cool stuff for collectors and so it's it's a bummer that they're going away.
1: They did and when I knew, do need a strategy I have the internet and it's free but that also means scrubbing through 19,000 YouTube videos to find what I need and, Yes. Uh, hey YouTube like, what's
0: up? <laughs> hey, what's we're up? gonna be tackling um, level three now. This video is from 2010, so it's only 10 minutes long.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, people, you, you content creators, if you, if you listen to the Game Awards, create all that stuff now. Uh, another thing, content creators were busy creating over the weekend. Did you guys see the new Smash Bros. trailer that yes. Nintendo released without background yes. music?
0: Uh-huh. That
2: a lot of people are theorizing was completely intentional. Because it has resulted in some of the best memes on the internet, where yeah. they just—it's like every good song fits in that trailer. Well, don't stop me now. I have multiple
1: versions of "Don't Stop Me Now" that I like for the Smash Brothers trailer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, ooh, that does kick in at the right time. That's good. Too. Like
0: it is like th- there. I've seen people saying like I'm a truther who thinks that like this was originally meant to be played with
2: Don't Stop Me Now, but they lost the rights at the last minute and decided to put it out without music. No, But I think that's what I'm saying is I think one of the theories that could be true is Nintendo said they knew the internet can take it from here and would do stuff like this. But here's some of my favorites that completely fit. I'm not shitting you. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion fits perfectly it's hmm. ridiculous uh yeah don't stop me now as a personal favorite i mean that narrates the on-screen action like
0: yeah. yeah uh isabel turning around and waving at the camera is perfectly timed to lady godiva like it's yep. crazy uh friend of the
2: show again tl foster did a mashup with uh, everybody was kung fu fighting that completely fits hmm. with this uh cup of joe gamer did um
1: Swing Time, the Mr. Big song from the Sega CD Spider-Man game, and it Here's worked the amazingly. Again.
2: Uh, crawling Swingza. by Linkin Park works really well for some reason. Uh, immigrant Song by Zeppelin is probably my yeah. personal favorite. It totally mm-hmm. works for that one. I, I have
1: one I want to try, but uh, it's probably too late, and I don't want to seem like an old man. So let me see if it works.
2: I'm not t- I didn't have anything to play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> God, there the you know.
3: anticipation, you could cut it with a knife. My favorite was 1999 by Prince because uh, it came out. The original came out in 1999. So there's like that oh. level to it. Oh, yeah. It says the sky was all purple. There were people running everywhere, which is exactly it's what's happening. <laughs>
4: uh,
3: Trying to run from my destruction is uh, while they're running. It says that. And then Prince says, ow, right after uh, Donkey Kong punches Captain Falcon. Yes. I just
2: realized something. This trailer is this generation's Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz, where they just nice. time all this stuff.
1: <laughs> yes. It turns out that means you have a really good trailer, and
2: uh, I could not be
1: more excited about this fucking game that I know I'm going to suck at and play very little. Yeah.
2: <laughs> People are excited, but Sakurai doesn't care. Uh, he announced that they they finalized the DLC character lineup, so do not fucking at Sakurai. He's tired of your <laughs> shit. He doesn't want to hear from you. It's all locked in. All the characters are chosen. Yeah. No Waluigi, fuck off, basically. They're all Diglett. <laughs> yeah. I love that he said that. Like, quit suggesting Hill yes.
1: House. I'm not making
2: a character out of Hill House. Bobby Hill would be good
0: now that I think about it. Dad! <laughs> That's my purse! And he hits his purse. <laughs> oh, he already has uh, a final
1: smash.
4: I just
2: would love to see him light up and kick someone in the nuts. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, then, last but not news. I don't nice... know you! This was announced earlier this week. Uh, there's going to be 4K remasters of Command and Conquer and Command and Conquer Red Alert, which nice. is awesome. Yeah, that's good. That I,
1: I'm not a fan, but I, the, that audience has been underserved, and I think it's being done by the original devs. Yeah, Petroglyph.
3: I worked with Petroglyph on uh, Empire Or, War, Star Wars Empire Or. War. Yeah, Ooh. love those guys. They're, they're
2: comprised of a lot of the Westwood Studios members, uh, which were right. was the original studios that worked yeah. on those. And so it's it's Tiberian Dawn, Red Alert. And they they made the point of saying there's no microtransactions, uh, and then it it comes with the covert ops, Counter Strike, and aftermath expansion. So, yeah, people who've been longing for a return of Command and Conquer, you get you get your remaster, hooray! Eventually, they did yeah. they did not announce a date. Red that Alert
0: one. that I, series is fucking hilarious. So,
1: and I just I just wanted to bring it up. Um, it's it's a thirty twenty ten thing, but um, this week on the show thirty twenty ten, the 1998, 1998, people have argued is the best. Um year for video games ever
2: oh really up until last year i mean last year mm-hmm. a lot of people were yeah
1: well but like if you think of like starcraft and ocarina of time and this week is the release of half-life mm-hmm. and it was like it, it it felt hard and weird to talk about half-life um i don't know i just wanted to see if you like i, I wish you guys were on the show with me instead of two women who are totally disinterested in video games. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but Diana was telling me about it. She's like, it sounded really interesting. I wish I had known more about Half-Life's it. Half-Life's Wild, so
2: I didn't play Half-Life... Uh, I played it after Half-Life 2, actually. Cause in, in I
0: played it after I got addicted
1: to Counter-Strike on someone else's computer. <laughs> so, the game so I had to, to go get Half-Life to s- play
0: Counter-Strike. I still haven't really played Half-Life. Really? Yeah. I, mean, was, like, I played yeah.
1: it after I played all the mods that P- Valve allowed people to made with, make with its source code for free.
2: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with Half-Life is, at the time, it was one of the first narrative shooters. Like They were mm-hmm. not a thing, and so I, I didn't appreciate it when I went and played it because they were already a big thing you know and so i was just going back to this older game but i i tried putting myself in those shoes like what if what were shooters like and but you have to think like what if you, like, you doom. only had
1: doom and quake yeah clones, exactly
2: like... think doom quake and, and wolfenstein that was shooters you know and then mm-hmm. this was like one with a story where you had a, a silent protagonist here's my gordon freeman impersonation yep.
3: uh <laughs> spot just... on <laughs> yeah
1: nice you forget a beating beating a, a beating an innocent console with a crowbar while people <laughs> talked, and I ran around
2: them.
0: Shut up and let me play.
2: No, but what, what were you talk- on thirty twenty ten? What were you talking about, like the importance of Half Life and just how different it was? Or well, what? yeah, and I I, I know it's a, it's a shitty plug,
1: but it's just the idea that like in 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 one week, Tomb Raider three came out, which was sort of like people like falling out of love with Tomb Raider. You know, like
0: part three, I think. Sure. Um, just like the, the, the bloom was off the rose a little bit. There was there was a very good reason for that. If I remember yeah. the reviews at the time, it's like this is two two and three were like expansions for the yeah. first game. They changed to nothing. Yes. They just added new levels and cutscenes. And yes. and then by the time it got to uh, what was the one that was just like a compilation of greatest hits? Chronicles. Like Chronicles, yes, yeah. 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 Like, people were like, enough. And then,
1: it was just interesting to me because ten years later in the segment, the 08 segment, we're talking about Underworld, which is the follow-up to Legend, which is Tomb Raider reinventing itself. So every ten years Tomb Raider, eight to ten years, Tomb Raider reinvents itself. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you get iterative sequels that are diminishing returns. Uh, But then, uh, also that week, the same week, DDR first hits arcades. Oh,
4: shit. So
1: Isn't that fucking crazy? Like, a yeah, the third Tomb Raider, the first DDR and Half-Life in the same week. It, it, like it covers everything: console gaming, PC gaming, mods, expansions, arcades, ports. It, it's so I'm sorry, like I, yeah, I, I didn't mean to bring the plugs in here, but like I really wish you guys could have been there to talk about it because
0: isn't DDR the sound people make when they're coming out of the other end of uh, Amigahara Fault? I don't understand the reference. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a horror manga that is quite but, but popular Dance online.
1: Dance Revolution, because, like, I, I, like, try and think right now what game has been in arcades for for 20 years. And, like, you're right, you might find a Pac-Man or a Galaga, that's how I pronounce it, um, in your local <laughs> arcades, but, like, even Street Fighter isn't in your arcade, but DDR is, still. Yeah, they I mean, still make it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 20 years,
0: for 20 years.
1: Hmm. Anyway, I'll oh. shut up.
2: I mean, that's all the news that's fit to play.
0: It's uh, it's actually pronounced uh, Gulaga, and it was the Japanese trying to make a, a game about a noted character actor, Clue Gulager.
1: Man, I really <laughs> thought you were going Gulag, and then you threw Clue I, I Clu Gulager in there.
0: But then I like Clue Gulager, so there you go. It's
1: it's the best name of the entire world. Yes. Clue Gulager. <laughs> He's in I, Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street Part Two. Is I he? Don't remember who he is? Yes. You might have
2: to watch that. Uh, I just, I just prefer to think it's people with regional accents saying the name Gallagher. Mm. Famous comedian Gallagher. No, that man <laughs> is playing Clue Gulager. <laughs> How come you drive on a parkway and park on a driveway? <laughs> That's a Stephen
1: Wright joke you just did at
4: Jeff Fox
2: <laughs> No, no. I swear I've seen Gallagher tell How that joke. How come women Uh-oh. are bitches and Arabs are terrorists? Are you sure you're not quoting his brother? Uh, it could be either. It's if it's the same as watermelons,
5: you might be a
0: redneck.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've, I've never tried a
3: Gallagher before and I nailed it. Nailed
1: it.
2: Perfect. Nailed it,
3: it, it. It's like he's in the room. <laughs> Chris, I imagine you have like a puppet, so you're throwing in, what's the guy's name? Uh,
1: uh, Jeff Dunham.
3: Yes, Jeff, some Jeff Dunham in there as well.
0: <coughs> Aren't Arabs scary? <sighs> oh. Jesus. Uh, well, that's as My good as some crazy. That's as good a time as any to segue into the community segment, which, <clears throat> as always, is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was if you could elect any video game character to office, who would it be and why? Uh, Chris, Baker, you weren't here last week. Do you have a ready answer to that? Or
3: Yeah, I hope you don't mind. I have like a, a full like presidential ticket here, <laughs> like <laughs> a vice president a and president. Cabinet. Yeah, so like uh, for for vice president, um, he's a war hero. Uh, it's a guy named Dexter. Does that mean anything to you? If I just say Dexter,
0: um, you might have we to might go a know him more better specific. as
3: the space ace.
0: Oh
4: shit!
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he's a war hero. Um, I think he'd be great for the space force that we're getting. Yes, you know, like <laughs> space boss. He'll, he'll know all about that. Um, I like his stance on gun control. You know, he's been shot a few times by uh, the Infanto Ray. So um, That's what happened. You hit the left key on the keyboard instead of the right key. The whole plot of Space Ace, if you recall, is stopping the alien Borf from using his infanto ray to turn everybody into babies. God, you so, are old uh, make, mm, No, we do ah. not
2: recall the plot of Space Age. I, I just <laughs> played through
0: this game this year. So, yes, I do.
2: Yes, and yes. We, and we all so, we all know
1: Justice Kavanaugh is fully down with the Borfing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was his testimony. So I think I he makes that's for a very Fletulence? solid uh, <laughs>
3: vice president. He doesn't have any real political experience. So, so you know, th- this will be like his first foray. But the guy that I do want to actually be... Uh, the president here um, is—he he didn't actually appear in the video game. You, you only hear him mentioned. Uh, he's a mayor. His name is actually spelled when he is just known as the mayor M A Y E R. Uh, this is this is from the game Yo Noid, the Capcom, yeah, really, <laughs> the Capcom oh, wow. NES classic Yo Noid. Um, so I, I was watching, you know, he that, that typo. For some reason, has always stayed in my head, and I always think of the mayor. So I went back (laughs) and I watched the the opening cutscene for Yo! Noid. Uh, This is what it says. It it says, wild creatures led by Mr. Green are assailing New York City. The mayor, M-A-Y-E-R, knows that only the Noid has the power to stop them. So this had to be like a really hard, controversial choice. You know, like the Noid is a a felon. He's the, the reason every bad pizza you've ever had is, is bad. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironically, all of those pizzas were ordered from Domino's.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's the only one who could stop Mr. Green. You know, Mr. Green, that's all we really know about him. He's like a green Noid. But, um, you know, the mayor had the guts to release the Noid and save New York City. Um, Amazing. so. Uh, You know, he makes the tough calls, and and so I'm going to vote for him.
2: We know who Mr. Green was, buddy, when you're talking about ordering pizzas. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, Mayor Tommy Chong unleashes (laughs) the noise because he's the only
1: person who can stop a a cataclysmic event with a fucking (laughs) yo-yo.
3: Yes, yes, he held back. uh, You know, He didn't let him have a gun because, you know, he was responsible in that way, too. so. So the mayor, whatever his name was... I think mayor. it was David Dinkins at the time That would have actually been mm-hmm. the New York mayor But oh. this is an alternate reality The way it's yeah. spelled it, it, actually... it
1: sounds
2: like how I talk to my cat mayor. <laughs> <laughs> mayor
3: I was hoping it was just like John Mayer
2: Self-glossing himself like hey could be, could <laughs> <be>. You're <laughs> talking Maybe to the mayor Welcome it, to the real
6: world said to me. And I,
1: I haven't been able to mention this anywhere else But I want to give a, a quick shout out to the death of uh, You mentioned the Annoyed Because of Will Venton. Um, Will Vinton died? On 302010, we talked about uh, California Raisins and Michael Jackson's mm. Moonwalker. And Will Vinton was the guy who, see, copyrighted the name Claymation, but his company eventually became uh, Laiku, and they make great movies. Really? Um, but yeah, he's a pioneer of stop motion. I
0: didn't know Laiku had come out of uh, Will Vinton's stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Will Vinton created the Noid and California Raisins, and hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, and, and, and yeah. I, I, I love Will Vinton, and he is uh, the Jim Henson of a much less respected form.
3: <laughs> yeah, the the Noid is one of my all time favorite advertising icons for sure. Yeah, I love him. You guys know the story of how uh, the Noid was stopped <sighs> abruptly. It's awful. Uh, tell, tell. Yeah. It, uh...
0: Oh, that's that's right. Wasn't it like a guy who. Uh... Thought that Domino's was like targeting him specifically with these ads. Yeah, his name last was name was
3: actually Noid, and he took avoid the Noid personally and like held people hostage in a Domino's. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and then then he killed himself a few years later. Oh it's like God. it's awful. It's, yeah. a, it's like the
1: heart of hearing coming after Verizon with weapons. Can you hear me
0: now?
3: Oh, yeah, Shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to life than hearing.
0: <sighs> well. <laughs> first to respond was Laser Time Rules, who said, Miles motherfucking Edgeworth, Word. Edgy would get shit done. Ace Attorney has shown he's a man who won't compromise his values, and that he's a man of integrity, for the most part. <laughs>
1: it really sounds like you created a new a
2: new Shaft song about yeah. Miles Yeah, it did
1: it. And no one understands him but his ass god. Miles Shut
2: Edgeworth. your mouth. Hey, I'm just talking about Miles Edgeworth. Plus... He took down so an entire <laughs> criminal ring by himself with words. Hey, I mean, he's a lawyer. That's like halfway to being a politician, right? You you know the law. Who is the man who knows how to use his words,
4: Miles? Yeah. You damn right.
2: <laughs> He never objects to a lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kiru Kiruseta says, Luca from Chrono Trigger. She's a strong woman, a genius at science and engineering, literally helps save the world in multiple timelines, and learned racial sensitivity from palling around with a frogman. Not just racial, that's like species sensitivity.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: Uh, Ghost Baby says, uh, being from the green and uh, dental. The fish and isle of England our constitution states we continue to fund the archaic idea of a monarchy but one small mercy is reigning king or queen are forbidden from making public comments therefore i choose Gordon Freeman There we go <laughs> mm. How can you go wrong with a genius level mute physicist uh as ceremonial figurehead plus if aliens ever uh,
2: invade he's the man who you want in charge True Fair enough en- Well wow, that is a good policy like hey you're in charge mm-hmm. no public statements whatsoever yeah. <laughs> Including Twitter. Oh, the idea of a a
1: president stopping talking. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) I'm jerking off right now. Almost
3: done. Gross. Colin O'Hara says, Gandhi from Civilization IV, (laughs) he is so pacifist, he wages total war and destroys all of his (laughs) enemies, ensuring peace and prosperity for all of his subjects. And and he hands out nukes like Oprah. (laughs) He hands out nukes like Oprah. You You get a a nuke. You get a
4: nuke. nuke.
3: By the way, yeah, I did say subjects because the guy appears to be immortal, ruling for well over two thousand years. So I guess get used to him.
0: <laughs> you have to. Sounds damn near biblical. Yep. Uh,
3: Tyler Watson on the official
0: LaserTime community says, "I would vote for Doctor Light."
4: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As if, as the, as the foremost robotics expert, he would be instrumental. I, I'm not going to do the whole thing. Should I do the whole thing? No, uh, we would be
1: instrumental in pushing the investment. <laughs> yeah. no, I can't, it you do, right. it can't done. do it. You do it better. You want to do it.
0: Uh, He would be instrumental in pushing the advancement of technology and its integration into society. Technology that can help humanity by making our lives easier and advancing medical care. Sure, you may have to deal with the occasional robot uprising, but you know he can build us the blue protector we need to keep us safe.
1: Socialized medicine is the only way to go, (laughs) Mega Man.
2: Blue Live Matter, Mega Man. (laughs) You guys are—you're starting to sound a little bit like Homestar Runner characters.
4: <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I got too marzipan. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Joseph's story says: Paragon Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. She was I like that you said she she was able to accomplish so much in her life, uh, but for betterment the betterment of humanity and for all life in the galaxy, she peacefully ended a centuries long war between an AI race and their creators, aided in putting in uh putting the genetic genocide of the Krogan to an end, uncovered the biggest threat to billions of lives in the galaxy, fought tirelessly to end it, and uh so many other good deeds. I would be <laughs> sorry. I'd be proud to have Commander Shepard lead this country along with the First Lady Liara, Of course, nice. and I'm only pointing. The, I'm only starting to laugh, because every time I remember how mad people got over the ending of Mass Effect. <laughs> that Commander Shepard is basically Jesus Christ, and people mm-hmm. are like, "This is boring. I don't like Jesus." <laughs> they really hated the idea of someone being perfect and dying for your sins.
2: It's a little bit like the ending uh, of the story. Is terrible. <laughs> uh, and finally, Joe Hodgson says. Jiminy Cricket has been in plenty of games at this point, so we should probably elect him. The campaign slogan writes itself: "America needs a conscience." That's true.
1: Yeah, you're right, Pinocchio, and it counts because he is the Grand Wizard. Yeah, I said it. Of a Disney Magical World Kart Race, the, uh, the kart racer set in Disney World, starring for some reason the Rescue Rangers. That is a great but, game. Uh, Love uh, that He's game. your host. It's really
3: creepy. It's for Dreamcast. One of the very first games I ever reviewed. See, oh, cool. Big nose.
0: Um, okay, so new question of the week. Who is your favorite Stan Lee co-created character? Uh, for me, it's a toss-up between uh, Steve Rogers, based mostly on the uh, the Chris Evans portrayal in recent Marvel movies, and uh, Fin Fang Foom, because he wears little underpants, and uh, how can you resist that? That's right. It's he- timeless. He's a giant dragon who wears little underpants.
1: Um, I... I don't know. Baker can take me to task on this, um, but I think I think the most consistently good comic over the last twenty years is uh, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I really love Daredevil, and uh, it's the only Netflix Marvel series worth watching.
3: Season three is so good,
1: so yeah. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not even finished with it, but like, I really like I really like Matt Murdock, and he has uh, he's like Bruce Wayne but not rich, and I think that makes him more relatable. I think that makes him do his job better. Uh, Daredevil doesn't seem to enjoy maiming and leaving people left for dead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. I love Daredevil. I really do. Just want to give a shout out to Daredevil and Stan Lee for creating him. That's totally my answer. As a
2: fellow Matt, I love Matt Murdock. Um, And as, as a guy who... I suffer from a lot of vision issues like my whole life. I've had really bad eyesight. I had really thick glasses all growing up that I I would always just try not to wear. And every time I played sports and stuff, I I just kind of learned to work without them. And that's what I loved about this character is this is a character like me who had his vision taken from him and had to learn to adapt. And now, granted he had a little bit of help of you know like like the radiation and all this and he has these super super senses to compensate but I see a world on fire <laughs> i mean and yeah and i actually don't like like in later comics where it's like oh no he can pretty much just see through his like sonar or whatever mm-hmm. it's like no what i like is when stanley created a lot of these characters they did have these kind of like a uh, character flaws right and so it was very much like no he was learning how to see the world through sound um and so I loved that there was this character out there who had this big flaw of his vision, and yet he was a superhero. And Chris, you you, you mentioned something. One of the things I think it's really important about Daredevil, he has a conscience, you know? Like, he yeah. doesn't like beating the hell out of people like he's always he's one of the most tormented characters he's like he's skilled in the law so he knows if
1: i beat the fuck out of this guy and get caught i gotta do something that'll hold him in court. yeah
2: yeah and and i really got heavily into daredevil when it was like the frank miller run and then when kevin smith had that brief run for a while like i loved it I because it was, great. it was like he's this like tormented character who hates the fact that he has to go do this because he's he always tries to work within the law as a lawyer and then he's just constantly let down by the system to the point where he's like i need to go get vigilante justice because the system is broken and does not work and as someone who in his adult life is slowly just more and more disillusioned by the system i think daredevil is perfect at like yeah it's like we all get frustrated like this sucks it's it's it doesn't work the way it's intended and yeah, I think he's just a really well-written character, and I think there's been a lot of creators who have kind of picked up that legacy of Stan originally creating him, and have made him like this really good character, and I will stop gushing about Daredevil, but I love Daredevil. I
0: should say one thing about... Well, first off, uh, Steve Rogers, I take that back, because that was created by Jack Kirby and Joe Simon, so Stan Lee wasn't actually directly involved. It was
3: his first m- superhero story. Was it? So, okay. yeah, well, uh, I think it's right, Captain sure America Maybe Maybe
0: it counts then, but yeah. uh, also... Uh, I am kind of unusual in that like, I didn't really read Marvel Comics growing up, but the Marvel comic that I did read a lot growing up was What The, which was Marvel's <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> own self-parody comic. <laughs> yeah. And so my impression of Daredevil was really shaped by like a bit that they did where he's on a game show hosted by The Watcher. And the watcher keeps holding up photos of things and saying, What's this? And he keeps answering, like, That's an 8x10 piece of laminated cardboard! <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. It really is.
0: It really is. I, 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 but
1: I think Stanley Clitic created Galactus, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Galactus. Oh, Galactus. He's a-
0: the greatest. And the worst portrayal in a movie. He's just a cloud uh, in that yeah. Fantastic Four movie.
3: I am dying to hear what Chris Baker has to say. I, I mean... It, it's Spider-Man, but that's such a boring answer. I mean, the, the reason Spider-Man is basically, I think, what I would be if, you know, it, both the Peter Parker side and the uh, the superhero side, because I'd like to think that I would enjoy uh, quips as I beat the crap out of people less strong than me or whatever. You're uh, from New York. You grew up nerdy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Magneto.
4: Damn! Yes,
3: uh, you know, of course the the X-Men in general uh too, but I think Magneto is definitely one of the most compelling uh villains and and he's you know, cuz cuz you you can you, you know he's wrong, but at the same time you can kind of see where he's coming from like
4: Dude. you
3: know, we're we're so oppressed and you know, we've I've tried to be part of uh uh, you know this world of humans and and i just that they just won't accept me so the only way around it is to do it by force and you know it's it's not the right way to do it but it's sympathetic and uh, i think that's what makes him super compelling
1: yeah and and, uh not to make it political but now i live in a world of trump supporters Uh So I, lo- I love having that conversation. We talk about the awful immigration policy of tearing uh, like children from their parents. And it's like, you motherfuckers saw X-Men, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're creating supervillains. <laughs> if you're worried about yeah. terrorism, this is how people hate you. Forever. Like, devote their lives to destroying you when you tear
0: them away from their parents. Here, watch X Men again. Everyone from it is still alive. Well, it's it's that weird authoritarian mindset that says like, well, they broke the law. That means we can do whatever we want to them. Like,
4: right? Yeah.
0: And you know who else broke the law? The president and everyone
1: in his cabinet. Yeah. And, and you guys think all that was justified? <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to make it political, but like that 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 just that basic thing of taking children from their parents and not allowing refugees in. Like every Marvel story probably written by jewish people is telling you that's how you create enemies mm-hmm. uh it, it's so crystal clear to me
3: you know that they, they gotta reboot x-men at some point he can't be uh, a, a concentration camp survivor uh forever right. yeah yeah uh, we, can't, we can't have a
2: 110 year old magneto he's gonna have to be <laughs> i still think that's yeah. one of the, the best shot superhero scenes to this day is from that original yeah, x-men absolutely. movie the the It was the ripoff of Schindler's List, Mm -hmm. like it was basically like that scene. But, but yeah, it's still like one of the most emotional and touching is him reaching, screaming for his parents, and them screaming back, and then bending the bars through sheer will, Mm -hmm. basically. And remember when you watch that and like that's horrible, Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) yes. And then you vote for a guy who did that. I'm just saying, remember to reference it this Thanksgiving when
3: you're around your relatives. (laughs) (laughs) And then think about
0: Michael Fassbender, Nazi hunter. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, that was great. And even even (laughs) in Apocalypse, whatever you think of that film, the the. The opening scene of him where he's just like trying to live a normal life and he's got a wife and a kid and, you know, he can't live that normal life anymore. It's sad.
1: Magneto is inarguably one of the most interesting um, characters in the Marvel Universe uh, up until we weren't allowed to talk about him I and mean, he wasn't allowed to be in every movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you're right. Hopefully that changes soon. Oh, I think I, I would. Uh, it's the end of the year. From what I hear, that's when all that shit... uh,
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, January 1st, technically. New Year's Eve
1: is is, uh, the unified Marvel Universe. You heard it here first. first. (laughs) Can't wait to see Uh, who they'll cast as new Wolverine. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to put this out there, me. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to start working out. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I'm just as hairy
3: as Wolverine should be. Mm -hmm. I'm very heavy. I'm
1: sure that'll (laughs) pick up on film.
3: (laughs) I was going to say you're taller than Wolverine, but so is Hugh Jackman, so it doesn't really matter at work.
0: If he wasn't already playing Drax, I'd say Bautista, but no. Uh, What if Tom
1: Cruise gained 70 pounds?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He'd be a good Logan. It could happen. Now, Tom Cruise should play Magneto at this point. True. All right. Anyway, who's your favorite Stan Lee co-created character? Let us know go to laser er, go to dot and answer in the comments under episode 290 or you can go to the laser official laser time community on Facebook and there'll be a thread there where you can answer or you can just hit us up on Twitter at VG apocalypse. That's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs Chris Baker what do you want people to know about?
3: Uh, well, first, I just want to say thanks for inviting me on this particular well, episode. Thank because, you for coming uh, and
0: for staying on so late.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it was, it was, it really did hit me when Stan passed. Like, it kind of hit me like a relative, you know? Like, it, it felt like I lost someone that I, I know. And, uh, well, Marvel, Marvel has been your life for a, quite yeah, a while. It's really crazy. It's, it is. And, you know, even if it weren't my profession, I think it probably would have been the, the same kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it, just uh, talking through this and, and, you know, having a few laughs and everything, it, it, it's really been kind of cathartic. And, and thanks for inviting me to talk about that. But, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't really feel like plugging much in in the spirit of that (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll say it then i could talk about marvel
1: stuff with you forever i love hearing you talk about marvel stuff and your youtube channel is
3: it seabake uh well yeah it's uh seabake 76 or superhero.vg i guess i just plugged your youtube
1: channel is fantastic it's one of my favorite things uh everybody should check it out uh you do a ton of great shit over there and uh check out your book wrong oh my god i forgot the subtitle
3: Oh, well it's it's a terrible long title that should be changed. Wrong retro games you messed up our comic book heroes.
1: Yeah, but it's it's just like this this wonderfully nerdy, like here's here here's how old games got superheroes wrong. It's and got it's, that full new no- story in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, dude. I love everything you do. Uh Thanks. it makes you very happy.
3: Yeah, and and you know, I I guess uh by the time this has aired, uh, Zen Studios, my employer will have announced the next round of Williams Pinball Tables, which are, are Ooh, really rad. awesome. I'm not really working on them that much, but uh, it, it's uh, this is going out on, on Friday, I can tell you. It's uh, Attack from Mars, Black Rose, and The Party Zone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. The party Zone! With yeah. Captain Holy Bizarre. <laughs> so follow Zen Studios uh, on, on your social network of choice.
0: Will do.
1: Very excited. Um, uh, th- next week on laser time, we'll be talking about Stan Lee for another hour. So um, thanks for stealing my thunder. You jerks. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. It's, uh, it's a good show with our buddy, Jeff, uh, a guy around here who owns a comic store. And um, I thought his perspective was a little interesting. And um, 30, 2010 this week, again, we're talking about half life and, Oh, I didn't think I'd have another chance to bitch about Sonic Unleashed, about how they didn't tell us the game primarily starred a werewolf whose primary power was stretchy arms so he could shimmy slowly uh, across ledges. Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. Uh, they didn't tell us that. Uh, it, was, it was
0: fun. Uh, and Half-Life
1: and what other? What Actually, this-
0: I want to say something about Half-Life that Diana s- decided not to mention this, but then kind of regretted it. Uh, she wanted to make a crack about full-life consequences, which, if you don't know what that <laughs> is, you should that. look it up. <laughs> it's so good.
1: It, it's so good. It's the greatest use of the Raymond Scott <laughs> Ren and Stimpy sound library I, I've, I've ever seen. And uh, and I use all those sound effects all the time, including first segments with Diana in them. Mm. Uh, that's what that's from. It's called Gala Premiere. It's from <laughs> the same sound library. And, and, but, yeah, and also... Um, An interesting perspective on 10 years afterwards, Twilight, Uh, a movie I never put that much effort into hating, but objectively, know it's terrible. (laughs) And you have Diana talking about it, who hates it, and Sarah, who's read the book and has some nice things to say about it. And me just
2: laughing at both of them. I, um, I have a confession. I've read all the Twilight books
4: wow <laughs> it's <laughs> they are, fine they get
2: worse as the series goes on <laughs> for sure like by like the last one I went Jesus like, is this fucking thing over I really hope it's over but the first couple books I have to okay.
1: imagine that that's how I'll feel uh, watching Fantastic Beasts 2 in the theater like did I ever like this? <laughs> was this ever? Good? I mean, at
2: least that's based on like a book that's not really a thing. It's just it's it's like an yeah. encyclopedia of creatures. Like there's no book that it's based on. So
3: when Twilight basically swept the MTV Movie Awards, it was like that was the day I realized I'm out of this demographic. <laughs> yeah. 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 True.
2: Oh. True.
1: Um, so, so sooner or later, we'll have to do a podcast about that. When did you realize you were
2: irrelevant? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I was two days out of the thirty-four demographic. So uh, I will just go ahead and and, uh, thank Chris again for being on. Like, actually... I never could have imagined some You're of the welcome. some of the amazing. It was no
1: problem. <laughs> uh, you too. And,
2: you too. Both yeah, Chris's. But both Chris's. But but listen to B- bonus
1: time this week as well as uh, the last episode of Elm Street Nightmare and whatever Matt's saying.
2: <laughs> but see, B- like, you had you had so many more stories than I ever could have imagined, and so like I I, I knew I was like he's the perfect guest for a Stanley uh, tribute show, but man, it, you really you really came strong with those stories. So thank you again for your time. I'm truly
3: blessed you're welcome and and, yeah thanks for having me
2: so uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse I hope you guys have been liking I've been doing a lot more stuff on there lately like I mentioned I'm running those polls where we do want to get your answers so we can use it on future shows we love interacting with you there so follow us there follow me personally at Matty C. Allen
0: Damn it, you stole half my plug. Now I just have to plug myself <laughs> and follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas as if that has any value. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You could have done the website still. Or... That's true. Go to <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. So Chris, I I can't find the uh, the game deal sound. That's
1: fine. I was I was just gonna say I found uh, the, the Amazing Spider Man for Wii U for fifteen dollars. No big deal.
0: Oh hey. sweet. Well, you can we can pretend to play it, and I'll find it and splice it All in right. later. Take my advice and do what I say. Save a little money for a rainy
6: day. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Use that one. Okay. What are you buying?